Oh boy, it's gym day. Damn it. Hey, what's poppin'? Here in Hawk, uh, open the show. Just reminded me, Hawk was really hard on Jim Bentley last week. I was like, what's up? Does Hawk have a hard on about Bentley? Hard on me, hard on my mom. Yeah, that was weird. It just came out of nowhere. My mom cried about that. I told her. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. She should be buoyed by the fact that you now have a separate, you're off her phone bill, right? Oh, but it's been like eight years. You know how many no, people no, still no. mention that? It's not eight years. <laughs> you were on the phone plan since the podcast. Okay, how about five years? I think we can negotiate from five to four. I'm going to get to, I'm going to find the, uh, we should ask her. I got to ask the warden when we started. Like some forensic dad on that. Uh, how did get Kate it. feel about it? By the way, was Kate bummed or yeah, happy? She, she's bummed because we pay like a hundred dollars more a month now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks pro- to all you practical. assholes. <laughs> Pressuring me. Would you still be on the plan if you were not involved with us in any way, shape or form? hundred <laughs> percent. It was just pressure. <laughs> All right, I'll throw it out there again. Who is the oldest audience member who is still on their parents' plan? And we can either hear from a parent or a child. doesn't matter. It's always fun to talk about. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Not to blister you. Well, that's true. Yeah, in your case, it maybe wasn't that much fun. All right, uh, what an explosive day is uh, Elon Musk's SpaceX. You know, that thing, that was the coolest launch. Did you see the launch? Yeah. Oh, my God, Trudy, I was thinking about you. You must have just been getting off. I was... I was pretty excited about it, yeah. That was a 400-foot rocket. Yeah, that was that was substantial. Oh, it was huge, and then it starts going up, and I'm like, oh, I don't think that's supposed to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of the shuttle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that all was of a sudden, uh, something exciting. It's going down instead of up, and so anyway... Something tells me that they didn't have a lot of confidence in this because there were no astronauts on board. And right. they scrapped the Monday launch, I guess, so it could explode today instead of Monday. On 420. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's right. That's Four, right. 420. Oh, my God. Speaking of 420, Brandon, Eli, Ghost Budsters, and Marcus were out at Breeze today. And I guess it was a hellacious turnout. It was good. No, there's a lot of people there. And then uh, <laughs> it started raining a little bit, which sucked. Uh, but we gave... I guess Eli got cold. Is he okay? Eli was shivering. He had to leave early. (laughs) Is he too stoned? Is that why he's anxious? And I think he left his payment with Marcus, who is uh, off with it and probably smoking it as we speak. Uh, How was he closed like 80 degrees today? (laughs) Eli Eli was wildly off his game. He must have been been high. He's used to that Florida weather, uh, so he was cold. Maybe Florida weed, too. Michigan weed's too much for him. Sounds like a lot of softness there, though. I mean, it was too cold. He couldn't go inside and warm up. (laughs) The air conditioning was on. The lines were long. There was a lot of people that were celebrating 420. I was surprised at how many people were theme dressing. I saw 420 glasses. Hitler birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday, Hitler. Did you see those t-shirts? No, I didn't see any of those. No. Not in our audience. Of course not. But also that it's 420 is when Elon Musk pulled the plug on all the blue check marks. So today you had a whole bunch of people complaining about losing their blue check marks, their famous blue check marks. It takes the attention off the rocket exploding, though. No, no, no. What it did was it turned the rocket exploding into everybody going, ha ha, your rocket exploded. I I couldn't believe how many people were gloating over Elon Musk's SpaceX rocket exploding because they hate him so much. People are such shitbags. I mean, it's unbelievable. I cannot believe the trolling we get on our YouTube channel. 
Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we need to plan something. I, can can people do this? Because right now the main troll, because our account started in 2016, we paid no attention to it. We put up, what, six or seven videos in seven years? Yeah, we never even attempted to put anything up on it for years. But so, we had the domain just in case we wanted to do right, something. Right, so people who want to be assholes, they go, <laughs> oh, you've got 7,000 subscribers, and you've had this page since 2016. Losers. Ha, ha, yeah, you're losers. How can you make fun of somebody with more <laughs> subscribers? So, we, first of all, that's not true. We just started really pounding the page and by the way please subscribe so these trolls won't have as good a game but also i think there needs to be a standard response to these people like something like you idiot their other page has 1.6 million (laughs) (laughs) and send them on a wild goose chase yeah exactly because how are they going to know that that's not true yeah uh, no they wouldn't especially if everyone quotes the same amount Oh, okay. Oh, what yeah, is it? One point six. Is that is that 1. too 6. much, or is that I, that sounds like such a crazy amount? It's kind of I kind of yeah. like it. No, it's good. Yeah, it's it's feasible, and it makes them sound like the biggest asshole. <laughs> um, but what other? What else do they troll about? Mostly, it's the amount of, amount of subscribers, and also age. Mm. Uh, Mark being overweight. Wow. I mean, any basically anything they can troll about, My they hands. do. Which is kind well, of like what we do, I guess. <laughs> kind of exactly. Yeah. But it's it's you, the, like the Corey Feldman. There are a lot of Feldman fans. Oh my God! Does not that shock happy. you when that happens? Like it's not nice. Oh my God! Our audience is going to love seeing this video of Corey Feldman at this sand in the '80s, where he is thrust upon these people who really do not want to see him plugging the crap out of his box set and playing <laughs> two songs no one knows. I mean, the audience is, is cheering sarcastically, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think they were really half laughing, half just kind of drunk and being having fun. Right. But, oh, my God, the Feldman fans. Oh, are they pissed? Oh, he's just Woo! trying to have fun. Stop ragging on him. And the like, comeback, I don't think he's having fun. Uh, the comeback seems to be the Stuttering John comeback that I'm more famous than you. He's more famous than you, so we need to come back to that, too. Um, uh, they have 23 million followers. Uh, Wait, how many does um, Corey Feldman have a page? Yeah, but he's famous in the past. Drew That's from true. Drew and Mike, who I don't know. <laughs> he, you know and, it's funny, Scott, because you and I have never heard of Drew and Mike. <laughs> what pisses me off about that is that he actually, I think he believes that. No, that, that he's still famous. That, yeah, that he's more famous than us, therefore he's more important than us, he's worked harder than us, he's done everything more than we have. Really? <laughs> I mean, he's very delusional. But I'm getting off track here. Anyway, we need to respond to these people. I, we have good trolls in our audience. We do. And Jim Bentley is really the head troll and in charge of the YouTube channel as well. So please subscribe. We're doing about 30 new subscribers a day. It's a little sloggy. Yeah, but it's still growing. I know it is. It is. I, I know I'm being really <laughs> impatient. I made some big bodacious claims that I should never have made. I mean, this Adam Rich thing is looks like, I, I mean, that's like climbing Mount Everest. Seriously. <laughs> I would rather try to climb Everest than pe- try to pass Adam Rich on Twitter. I mean, this guy got such a head start. It's not even fair. Really, it's total and he, bullshit. And he's done. He died up on, the, on Everest, basically. And he, yeah, his, at his You're peak. still trying to reach him. Yeah, no, it's it's really, I mean, I think people should set goals and have dreams, but I think I got a little carried away with this one. <laughs> you didn't really think it through. No, you'll no. get there. You're going to get there. I hope so. Anyway, uh, we could use help there, too, at Drew Mike Podcast. Do these things just for me if you have no other reason to do them. 
But uh, I haven't even mentioned that we are in the DealsNadie.com studios and Hall Financial. Jim is here proudly representing Hall Financial. You guys have a $4,000, 1% down plan now with forgivable assistance for qualified buyers. Four grand? Correct. If, you, if you're purchasing a home, you no only need way. to put 1% down. And we'll, we'll give you the other 2%. Well, it seems like that person doesn't really have any money. Right, but we'll help them get into a home sooner. <laughs> yeah. 1%. Well, are you sure they're going to be able to pay for the house? Uh, well, well, sometimes there's income there, but there's you know they don't have a lot saved, or they just started. Maybe they had a, a child recently. And okay, I'm just playing devil's advocate, kind of like when I was supporting the... Uh, the uh, the guy in the plane instead of the baby. Right. Just being devil's advocate. But once once you get them through the initial hit that it sometimes takes, but then, then they're good. It's free money. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people... Yeah, four grand. Some people don't need it, and they can still use it. So is the four grand in addition to the 1%? Correct. They, 1%? they only need 1%. So $200,000 oh, wow. house, they got two grand of a down payment. We give them four. Okay, so then they have 3%. Correct. Okay. They have 3% equity. How about that, how about that math? I mean, you got give me, give me my due. Well, that's why I picked an easy number, like 200000 <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, call Hall, 866-CALL-HALL. You can also refi, find out how much equity is in your home if you want to do a, um, I don't know, an addition to your home or you're looking for a place up north or whatever you're doing. And remember, their five-star service is always in play for our listeners. And I am so geeked. We have a, I'm not exaggerating. We have an influencer that you are going to love. <laughs> Just stand by for one minute. Okay. And in the meantime, we want to toss out a massive thank you to Greg H, Tiny T, Vincent S, JT, and Amanda K for the recent purchases at Zofford and Holly, because when you support our sponsors, you support the Drew and Mike podcast. Amanda. And we appreciate that. So if you're in the market for something new or pre-loved, or if you just want to sell your car, please give our friends at Zot a shot. They've been with us since the very beginning, and they love taking care of you. Get out there today. Uh, lease a new 22 Ford Bronco Sport Big Bend all-wheel drive as low as $2.98 a month or buy the damn thing. It's 1.9% financing for 72 months. Or stop by Zot and lease a new 22 Ford Explorer XLT four-wheel drive as low as $2.82 a month. Or buy this cheeky bastard with 1.9% financing for 72 months. Finally, go lease a new 22 Ford F-150 Super Crew XLT 4x4 at $244 a month or lower. And you could actually save another 20 to 50 bucks a month if you qualify for a Ford private offer. Give Anthony or Gabara a call today to see if you're eligible. Plus, you can buy this bad boy with 2.9% financing for 72 months as well. Get details and search Zot's Ford's banging inventory at dealsinthed.com. Then uh, the last time maybe that you checked your home and auto insurance rates, or did have you ever done that? If you never have or haven't in the past year, chances are you're paying too much for insurance. But if you work with Legacy Partners Insurance, they won't let that happen because they keep an eye on your rates continuously and continue to shop all the carriers to make sure you've got the best program for your home and auto. So if you haven't called this year yet, call them now. And you can, again, be pissed off at your current provider. Not only does Legacy do home and auto, they also have great life insurance programs and can get you signed up for Medicaid Medicare. So give them a call today for anything you need at 586-209-4106 or just go to our website and click on the link. Get started with your new quote. Christian Heraminski. And Ghostbusters, Drew? Yeah, they're just uh, Ghostbusters. You know, they did 420 today. They killed it. People just rage. 
a lot of people got free joints from Ghostbusters, and I hope we get some great feedback. We could potentially get feedback from, I think, 665 people. Yeah, they gave away a lot of pre-rolls today. <laughs> yeah. What percentage of the pre-rolls went to people that listen to the podcast, in your opinion? I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you. Um, you 20%, 50%? Yeah, probably a quarter. Of them. Okay. I, I don't know. A lot of people went in there and they say, "Oh, oh yeah, if I buy a, if I buy a, an eighth, I get a free eighth. Okay, fine, I'll do that. Give me that free Ghostbusters." They also grabbed a bunch of Matching shirts from, action. The, from the tents. Sweet. Marcus stole most of the swag. What? Uh, but he had a good what? time. Marcus <laughs> stole it. What's Marcus doing with what it? Swag, what swag did Marcus was Marcus digging? I need some of this swag. I showed up with a box of uh, stuff that Trudy gave me from her garage, and I opened it up, and Marcus goes, "I want one of that, and that, and that." What was he? Do, what was he into? Is he selling it on the secondary market? No, he have to sell swag no. again. He wears it. Trust me, he wears it everywhere. And what? then he passed them out. I've his brother that. was there. Never met Marcus's brother. What? He was there. Marcus has a brother. Labuda was there. What's the admin was Labuda. not. I tweeted out Labuda and Marcus and you. Eli was not in the picture. I think he was too cold Shivering. to be in the picture. Trudy's <laughs> twin Nancy was there. Oh, Nancy was there. Yeah. Really, I would not have pictured your doppelganger being at Ghostbusters. <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't. I mean, I'm not holding it against her in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I'm impressed. Oh, she's um, she's a very businesslike person, but I feel yes. like she's got a very fun side. Obviously, since she's my doppelganger, and no, she went I, and got a shirt. I'd say she's a good walking. Oh, that is nice. That she's is a walking nice. billboard for uh, for pot. <laughs> if she is partaking, which I suspect she might be, if she was Speaking of billboards, I I was driving home last night. I saw one or two of those billboards that you drive along, drive around. With a billboard in the back of your vehicle, your truck, yeah. four oh. dispensaries. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. 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 Wow. I saw some on John R. today. They were cranking like the, uh, they sounded like the Trump Unity Bridge. I could hear them <laughs> over the, the loudspeaker. Wow, what a business. Well, I, I mentioned, um, I am so, honestly, I'm beaming today. I'm so proud of Brandon for finding another great fart fluencer. And oh. this is another, you know, give this woman her due. First of all, she's hot. She is. Second of all, she can fart on command. That's what I don't think anybody is giving these people the respect they deserve. Stinky Lily. Okay, Look, did we decide, Jim, is she queefing or farting? She's definitely queefing. Oh, she's queefing. She's gone on other For podcasts sure. and talked about how it comes out of her vagina. How did Carl call those farts? What? No, he corrected himself on. He did. Okay. Oh, he did yeah. good. He did because some of his listeners, who must be Stinky Lily fans, had to correct him. <laughs> they just and have that <laughs> ear for that sound. <laughs> she, exactly. She had done a podcast with Big J Okerson where she talked about doing it, and they did a bunch of them right there in the studio. Nice. This girl, though, this was also given to me from the Boner Line, 20966 Boner. Thank you to the Boner Liner who sent along Laura Juicy TV. She's cuter than Stinky Lily, and this air comes out of her butt and not out of her. Uh, we need to give alert Hi, listener awards to people because that's that's what a great link that is. Um, don't fail to bring the Pringles test into this too. The oh, fifth square. Did I you hear see the Pringles it. test? <laughs> I want to start off with the very I can first only one. Imagine. I want to start off with the very first one that I saw because it's the most recent video that has 2.2 million views. Now, Laura Juicy TV has 73.7 thousand followers. This time next year, it's going to be seven million because yeah, look we're at this on the content. cutting edge you again. Close. I have this PVC pipe and I'm going to fart in it. <laughs> <laughs> she has a long, like six foot PVC pipe. Nice. Pointed right at the microphone. Whoa! <laughs> oh my god! And then she's done. Like, she's smiling too. She's so pleased with herself. Trudy, are you proud of her? Are you proud That's, of your gender? That is amazing. <laughs> your gender. Here it is again, Trudy. <laughs> oh! See, I give her credit. Instead of just farting, she's uh, 
We talked about three things to put on YouTube. This clearly has to go up on YouTube, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. And how does she do that? Like, she has to this be holding it. This is an emergency. It. I mean, we, we should be live right I, now. This I will is so tell cool. you that in her bio, so she cool. says that she's a 26-year-old with irritable bowel syndrome. So I think that has something to do with it. She says, farting burns calories. And then she ends it off with, there ah. she blows. Here's another one. Here's the Pringles one that Drew loves. Somebody requested for me to fart in a Pringles can, put the lid on it, wait for an hour, and then smell it. Great, what I don't a great idea. Work, but I'm down to try it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll be back Shakes now. it up. Shook Shook it. Okay, I just it. It's been over an hour. It's been like an hour. She's really cute, too, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. Her farting. Smell it. Good go. for her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you! Oh, your own sm- fart smell. Oh, this is good. great. She pulls up in this little, uh, what is that? Tricycle thing. She stops right at the camera. Drive by. What a talent she is. Artist. Yep, I got the pot. Only this time, I'm gonna lose all self-respect for this video. I'm gonna fart in it and then smell it. Whatever. <laughs> she sits on it. <laughs> Hurry. Hurry. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> she almost puked. Jeez. Oh, I love I've her got... experimentation in sounds. No, like she's breaking ground. Really? Yeah. Bathroom fart. <laughs> I love that she's open to feedback, too. I have a microphone. I'm going to fart in it. <laughs> what did she? What is that? A bomb. A microphone. It's like a oh, Mr. Microphone. microphone. It's like a kid's <laughs> microphone. <laughs> oh, I got to see that again. I didn't know it was Mr. Microphone. Does she have kids? I'm going to fart in it. She's even cute when she farts somehow. How does she do it? Because Stinky Lily, there's something. She's yeah, in a bikini, it's, too. It's not because she's queefing. There's just something gross about Stinky Lily, especially when you dig deep into Stinky Lily. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she's got some wild videos on the web if you search for them. <laughs> <laughs> she did somersault and farted. <laughs> See, she's an innovator. She, she uses props. She does different things. So, Wow. You know, we, we need to call Methane and get his opinion on, on Stinky Lily and on Stinky Lily. Now, that's something Methane can't even compete with. Right. Yeah. Well. So he might be more comfortable talking about Stinky Lily. This is a this is really kind of a threat to him. I'm going to fart in this jar and then light it on fire. Oh, nice. Cool. Oh, I can't wait. Brilliant. <laughs> Hurry. I'll come on, up. come on, come on. <laughs> oh, wow. That sound. Hurry. Sounds like the buzzer fart. Hurry. They're dense. That's amazing how dense they are that they stay where they're put. Oh, yeah, that's, they're heavy. That's a toxic <laughs> fart she's got. Holy crap. Oh, she's in a store now. <laughs> she just puts one leg up. Brandon, she was in a bikini in one of them. Bikini. Her very first video, because she doesn't have a ton of videos, her very first one, it looks like she just wanted to be maybe an influencer, because her one of her first ones, she's just jumping around in a wet t-shirt. What? Oh. No? Not by you? So there's no farts in the early well, ones. I got nothing against that. So she's I not... Mean, 
farting in the bikini? She's huh? really uh, she's like a she's like a running back that can catch passes out of the backfield. She's really a, <laughs> a multi multi threat. Isn't she? She's a double threat, triple threat. I don't know what to call her. Well, she's like the slash of fluent and... influencers. Oh. We say she's the Cordell Stewart of influencers, and... <laughs> or Lamar Jackson to bring and... it. Question for it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's that one where asses? This one? This might have been, see, this is some of oh, her TikToks no before she started farting. So, like, only her most recent dozen. She was twerking. So, do you think there. people were like, oh, nice ass, can you fart out of it? <laughs> <laughs> she rides by in a grocery cart. And farts what? right when she gets the camera. That's brilliant. It's I mean, such good timing, too. Man, we need more timing. of this on the internet. I mean, this is really groundbreaking stuff. <laughs> and only 73,000. I mean, we're really on the cutting edge. See. Just by having her on the show. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was thick. She's so happy about it too. That big smile on her I face. Know, We're back to the. She's really cute. Lily is not cute as this girl. Not even close. I appreciate Stinky Lily and the fact that she queefs makes. <laughs> <laughs> Stinky Lily's queefs make her unique. I mean, there's that that chamber effect. There's that resonance that is different and is unique. But she's uh-huh. just. This girl isn't. <laughs> um, what's her name? Lara. Uh-huh. <laughs> she ran up to the. Stopped. Laura Juicy TV. Lara, I don't know if it's Laura or Laura Juicy TV. We, we got to. I want to come up with some good ideas for her because I know she's open to feedback, which is really. Yeah. I mean, most influencers, well, I don't think, really interested in feedback, but she obviously is. She should be under the tutelage of Mr. Methane, who who changes yeah. her into an art an artist who can play music. They should A be fartist. networking. They should be networking. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't well, think that's... Stinky Lily can you know sing Happy Birthday. With her butt. Or her. <laughs> she's, she's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. She is. <laughs> she's going to be a star. She's an innovator. She can fart. <laughs> That's it. No, I'm really, seriously, I, I, I think she deserves a lot of credit. <laughs> and I well, if we don't her. have ideas, I know the listeners will send some, right? Oh, sure. They all have some ideas. Okay, um, this, is a, this is a weird thing, but I was reading a story about um, Lee Harvey Oswald's last phone calls. Oh, nice. <clears throat> he tried to make a phone call November 23rd, 1963. For those of you who are young and didn't get history, because it seems day. like a lot of younger people do not, they just don't even teach history anymore. Uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated on November 22nd, 1963 mm-hmm. by Lee Harvey Oswald, who was then uh, killed two days later by Jack Ruby. Right. Who was a strip club owner. It's a really weird story. Great conspiracy theories. And, of course, this is a Pruder film, all that. But Oswald wanted to make a phone call. And they wanted him to make the phone call, I think, because they wanted to know who he was going to call. Thinking that, oh, this is some clue to, you know, somebody who's involved. He wanted to call someone named John Hurt. And for some reason, they didn't let him make the call. I don't know why. They said, they said, yeah, we're going to put that through. And then the operator, I think, was instructed not to not to make the call. The actor John Hurt? No, it's not. I don't. I don't think so. He was in Indiana Jones. That's a great point. Anyway, um, I have the two phone numbers that Oswald gave them, and I think oh, if cool. nothing else, we should call the person and tell them that you have Lee Harvey Oswald, a number of a friend of Lee Harvey Oswald. 
<laughs> if they don't know that. Now, this was an old story, so you know who knows if people are, have told them this well, he's yet. He's still alive. John Hurt? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's going to be him. <laughs> well, it could be. I mean, I hadn't even thought about that angle. I just thought, we, as a public service, we would inform them that, you know, you have the phone number that Lee Harvey Oswald was trying to call just in case, you know, you get some other calls or something. Right. Like from, from Russians or something. So, yeah, or from anybody. Cubans or whoever did it. I mean, this is, uh, you know, I think we're performing a public service of some kind. For landlines re-, re uh recreated into cell phones because wow uh, jim that's yeah god that's brilliant because i didn't even think about that is it possible this number's been retired because it was a landline potentially I guess in 63 yeah. could have been a party line <laughs> oh get ready for john oh, we're man. sorry you have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer gonna, in 1968 i thought we we're going to solve what about 68 <laughs> No, that's when it would uh, was disconnected. Probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jim. We got one more. Yeah, no then. problem. <laughs> Bentley doing a lot of googling over there. All right, then we're gonna get another doo doo doo. For sure. That reminds me. Um... It's worth a shot. Oh, These numbers on. are public, and someone's wondering who's answering them. Doo doo doo. Hurtster. Oh, oh come sorry. on, hurt dog. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Damn it. They, that reminds me. They should recycle all those numbers, the 313. You know, they're running out of 313s. They yeah. should recycle yeah. all the landlines. I, I always Cell question phones. that, too, when they say they're running out of... No, they're not. I know that. They're is. not running out of numbers. Just use the ones that are disconnected. Because yeah. trust me, I get a lot of doo doo doos <laughs> I can tell you right now, there's a lot that are not in service. You don't have to change it. What's the new one going to be for Michigan? The 947. New? That's a new one right so now. So bad. Really bad. Really? That's 947? Gonna, you're going to have to remember Weird. 947 area code instead of 248 now? What a bullshit uh, area really? code that yeah. is. Yeah. That pisses me off. 947. I don't like what it. What horse shit. 947. <laughs> My God. What an, what an insult to Michigan that is. <laughs> yep. Um, that reminds me, uh, the, the Oswald thing reminds me of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president, which oh, yeah. people are really excited about, of course, <laughs> because uh, he's, he's been on the, uh, the cutting edge of the anti-vax movement, which, you know, people are just losing it over the fact that he's running. But the person that they're really losing it about is Cheryl Hines from oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, God. his wife. I know. Oh. I don't get that relationship at all. I don't know. either, except Trudy. He's RFK Jr. That's true. Boy. I mean, he's RFK Jr. He's a Kennedy. He's I mean, no matter how stupid he is, he's a Kennedy. He's got a really, by the way, he has the Kennedy sex drive. I mean, we've heard about him keeping his, uh, he had a notebook of all the chicks he'd nailed and how many times he'd nailed them and the dates and all that. I mean, this guy is a fuck machine, like like all Kennedy men. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't remember that? No. It was a few years ago something came out about him. Sure, I don't make him throw it away, I would think, right? I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe she's in, proud to be in it. <laughs> yep. It's sort of the Kennedy Center. They keep it there or something. <laughs> Kennedy Center, <laughs> yeah. He runs Kennedy up there stuff. to add. 
add add to it every time. Yeah, you know, when they put Led Zeppelin in, they put it up on the wall. Yeah. You know, they just got it framed. It's in the Kennedy Center. Anyway, Cheryl is being blasted for quote unquote supporting RFK. I mean, she, he's her husband. Exactly. I mean, what's she supposed to do? Uh, they're married. Anyway, uh, some of the comments are the comments are just hilarious. God, people are such assholes. She used to be funny. Now she's a joke. Many won't be watching her movies or shows anymore. Wow, I used to like Cheryl Hines. No more. <laughs> he might want to run, but you don't have to enable it. Enable it. And she's enabling. She's enabling him. Well, people were surprised that he debuted with polling 14%. They thought that he wasn't going to poll at all. So, I mean, that is up against Biden. Couldn't anyone get 14%? I mean, if they put, Lyndon, if they put Lyndon LaRouche on the ballot, wouldn't he get 14%? Remember that nut? Yes. Or Drew. Pat Paulson? <laughs> Drew, here's my question, though. Is RFK Jr., all right, he's labeled an anti-vaxxer in every headline. Like, I always see anti-vaxxer RFK Jr. is running for president. No, now, it's like being gay. It's all he is is an anti-vaxxer. Just well, like a gay person is only gay all at gay at all times. But here's always my question, about gay Drew. It's the only thing about them. My question is, is he an anti-vaxxer when it comes to just COVID? Or is he an anti-vaxxer when it comes to measles, measles and rubella? Yeah, and he's, he's a big anti-vaxxer. For even he those is. ones? Okay. Yeah, he, his, his anti-vaxxing is way before COVID. Because I don't, I don't feel I that people... People who don't trust the COVID shot because it didn't go through a ton of different trials or because it was, I don't, I don't consider them anti-vaxxers. No, I don't really either. Um, no, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty deep into the anti-vax movement. I mean, he's been associated with it for a long time. And it's interesting how some people, you know, they just can't escape it. Um, Jenny McCarthy, on the other hand. She did. She bailed. No one tells her this. Why, is, why, is that, why, doesn't people, why don't people go around going, uh, Donnie Wahlberg's a piece of shit. <laughs> How can he enable her by marrying her? The headlines don't say anti-vaxxer judge of the mass singer Jenny McCarthy. They don't say that. Yes. Why are you okay with being married to a POS? <laughs> you okay a lot of married people, to a POS? A lot of people are married to POSs. <laughs> I didn't dislike Cheryl Hines till today. I had no idea she was with trash and supported it. How many people really... She's been is, married to him for how many years? Oh, I think at least 10 yeah. years. And what has Cheryl Hines, Hines really done? Curb. Other than that, though. She's got a podcast. Okay. With, doesn't she have a podcast with Tig Notaro? Really? Does she really? Yeah, I, I mean, she, I, I like her they, on Curb, but... She was in um, a series. I'm thinking, I don't want to say HBO. Yeah. Flight, like... What's her name? Katie Cuoco was in it as well. She Kelly? CIA. Drew, you're right. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Oh, and no. it's still going out. They just dropped an episode three days ago. I, I've seen it ranked ahead of our podcast, which oh. is really, honestly, really triggering for me. Add that Tig to the Nataro. list. Tig Nataro. Is Tig Nataro yes, going to come thank out? thank uh, Is she going to campaign for J RFK Jr.? Trudy, can you do a break? I want to check chartables and see if they're ahead of us right now. <laughs> All right. And when we come back, we're going to have to call Maz. Yes. And Ryan Armani, this is mock draft day. We are. This is the first mock draft. Now, people have been doing mock drafts for two months, and they change them every day. Jeez. This is our first one. So if anybody says, oh, you're doing the mock draft thing, this is our first one. Come on. We're a, a week break. away, within a week. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think, I think it's reasonable. This might be really, this could be our last mock draft. You know, I was thinking about Dan. Dan Dan Wetzel would be a good guy to get on next week, maybe. Oh, so you're going to do another mock draft then with him? Uh, maybe. Oh, I mean, you wow. might as well. Might as well. I mean, the Lions, they're really, is there anything hotter they're than pretty the Lions? Hot. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, they are. 
I mean, no one will talk about the Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons. They are zeros, although Tigers won five games in a row. That was exciting while it lasted. <laughs> um, and they uh, they made a nice comeback yesterday, actually. Sure. They had a chance to win. Hey, um, Torque hit a bomb, too. I guess. Yeah, he did. I didn't I'm see so it. Did anybody see, the, did anybody see Torque's bomb? Nope. I, I did. I saw a replay of it. I don't know. I'm still down on this it? team. I'm so sad. No, I know. They're not going to win 90 games. They're not going to win 80 games either, but... I'm still excited about some of the young players. I'm fired up for Torque. I'm hoping that he comes around. Did he? Did he smush it? Yeah, I mean, all home runs are smushed. Oh, but there's, <laughs> but there's, you know, had high exit velocity win. all year, so he is hitting a lot better, and his plate discipline's gotten better. Two forty-two average. I know he needs to hit more. That's like forty points higher than last year. All right, <laughs> well, we've got Maz and Ryan Armani on deck. So, if you need a haircut, walk into any lady jeans for an award-winning haircut. I experience. did today. Yeah, I noticed that. I like it's this face, Got it's your really ears good. lowered. Yeah, Thanks. it's really good. I like it. <laughs> you got your ears lowered. <laughs> I say that to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm 92. Brandon, that is an award-winning haircut. And you can get that experience at Lady Jane's and automatically enter for your chance to win not one but two vehicles of your choice. Courtesy of Left Stanford Buick GMC of Ferndale. Two cars. One for you, one for whoever else needs a car in your orbit. Walk into Lady Jane's. It's open seven days a week. Walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome. And uh, would you rather look through a window at a nice day or be outside in the nice day? Trick question because it's the analogy of your eyesight looking through glasses because you've got glasses or plastic in front of you that distorts. They smudge. They crack. And if you have Dr. Yaldo turn back the times where you can see again 2020 naked, without glasses or contact lenses, you're actually going to experience the amazing rebirth of your vision. Uh, that's what LASIK surgery or multifocal lens implants do for you. They give you 20-20 vision or better 24-7. So if you've heard that it sounds too good to be true or you thought, I wonder if it really works, not only do these procedures work, but they are also quick and painless and you'll wind up saying, best decision of my life, and I wish I hadn't waited so long. You deserve it. Hundreds of happy Drew and Mike listeners have done and um, have done this, and uh, the evaluation is that it's amazing. You can actually get the evaluation for free from Dr. Yaldo, um, 800-398-EYES. That's 800-398-EYES. Go to Dr. Yaldo. Um, and I have to complain that uh, I think he's trying to persuade me to finally commit by making the text tiny and small in a dark oh. room. Um, the other person who actually could help you out right now, it's going to be summer soon, and it's already warm enough to be free enough to shuck off your clothes. But are you worried about how you look underneath, how your winter bod has held up? Before you commit to shorts, you should take a peek in the mirror and evaluate. Could your legs maybe need some toning? Do you see some cellulite? Maybe you'd like to liquidate that little pooch around your waist? Consult with our favorite, Dr. Roche, who can strap on Evolve. Should I strap on? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that. A package of six treatments with virgin... Drawing attention to saying strap on? <laughs> At the April Grove promotional rate. It's <laughs> a sneeze. <laughs> There's number two. It's always in twos. Um, anyway, lipo, bogo, buy one or a fat transfer and get one complimentary. And breast, 550 off. Breast lifts or breast augmentation at Dr. Rose, 248-338-1110. Jesus. It's Mass Day, bitches! It's Mass Day, bitches! Yeah! It's Mass Day! What? It's Mass Day! What? Yeah, yeah, come on! It's Mass Day, bitches! Yeah! It's Mass Day, bitches! Is Ryan Armani there? 
Uh, Ryan Armani, present. Ryan! Nice. Maz, are you Tom there? Maz away, present. All right. Guys, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, hey. man. It's a miracle. Oh, true, Lane. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ryan, you're always in such a good mood. <laughs> he is. I try, big guy. I try. Hey, so what were you guys talking about on Woodward Sports today? I'll give you one guess. The draft. <laughs> hey, Brad Holmes spoke today. We talked about Brad Holmes and the draft, of course. Okay, so does that change the mock draft, the fact that Brad Holmes spoke? No. No. <laughs> didn't learn anything? Slightly. Are you, Slightly. Uh, okay. I think it does change the mock draft. Ryan, when I was at 105.1, I have to say, there was nothing that drove me crazier than feeling or being pressured to talk about the draft all the time. Because, no, okay, I, I don't mean to, I shouldn't preface this piece by saying this, but nobody knows a fucking thing. Nobody knows shit. The general managers no, know they who they want to pick. Their minds may change a little bit over time, workouts, etc. But really, I mean, what percentage, do you, if you pick the whole first round, how many would you expect to get right? Four. <laughs> yeah. well, Kuiper got six, and he's considered the genius. He got six last year. Right. He only got I mean, six. Drew, let's be honest. Nobody knows anything about who's picking who, but it's like freaking porn to a sports fan. That's true. I mean, if you're, if you're an NFL sports fan, if you are obsessed with a football team, these NFL mock drafts are like a new issue of Playboy that comes out weekly. <laughs> really? What have I told you, Drew? What have I told you, what have you so told I don't me, feel Maz? pressure to talk about it. I, I mean, I get so friggin' excited when I see a Kuiper or a McShay or one of the legitimate guys. And what makes them legitimate? I don't know. Like the Kuiper, <laughs> the McShay. Um, if Daniel Jeremiah comes out with one, I mean, that's when I really get excited. Some of these other uh, yahoos out here, everybody's putting a mock draft out. But if a Kuiper, McShay, a Jeremiah, uh, if they put one out, man, it's like friggin'. Uh, you know, who's on the cover this week? Ryan, I yeah. think it's confirmation bias. I think people love hearing other people saying, I want to take the guy that you think we should take. No doubt. That's why we watch the news channels we watch. You want, you want somebody to say exactly what you think. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, no doubt. No, I one, mean, no one agrees. No one agrees with what I want. I want a quarterback, <laughs> and no one agrees with that. Maz, no, at number six. no one. Maz, at six? I do. I think it's a free pick. I told you that. Wait, who did Matthew Stafford away? Well, why would you if blow Jaylen six? If Jalen Carter or Will Anderson are not there, I think you take a quarterback. And who's that? Whoever's left. Anthony Richardson is the only one left. You take him? Yes. Well, I Maz, he completed fifty-three percent of his passes last year. <laughs> Drew, what did I tell you? One or two more completions, and he's in the 60s. <laughs> how, okay, really? how many how many games? Well, he didn't complete them. How many games have you? How much scouting have you done of Anthony Richardson? How much film have you watched? How many games have you seen yeah. him play in? I watched three games. I watched a lot of a lot of video, and he's had three coaches and three quarterback coaches and three offensive coordinators. So he's not ready. Years of Florida. Well, if he's that good, he would overcome it and still put up numbers. Yes. He yes. is overcoming it. He'll be a top five draft pick. So do the, does Can the change... Can I do a big picture scenario for you guys? Please. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, here's a big picture scenario for you guys. This century, there has only been one quarterback, I believe, that's even played in the Super Bowl that was anything other than a first, second, or third round pick. 
Tom Brady. So if you look at the quarterbacks in this draft, that there's really nobody in the third round. So you would <laughs> so you would have to take one of these four quarterbacks or Hendon Hooker, possibly. Um Talking about long-term success. I mean, I always I always talk about long-term success. Could the, the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff win a Super Bowl this year? I believe they can. You can laugh at me all what? you want, but I believe Jared Goff. It's a hot I believe Jared Goff can lead, at least lead the Lions to a Super Bowl. Could they beat the Chiefs? I don't know. Probably not. But could they play in the Super Bowl with Jared Goff? Yes. Could they do that next year? Potentially. But. I don't think, it, and it's much like Matthew Stafford, if you have everything perfect around Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff, those quarterbacks can lead you to a Super Bowl. But you cannot have everything perfect around Jared Goff like you do now if you're paying Jared Goff north of $45 million a year. And eventually, that's what you're going to have to pay Goff. So I don't think Maz is crazy in at least – taking a shot on a quarterback if will anderson and jalen carter are not there i would absolutely take a look at one of these quarterbacks but if you're saying the time is now then you're going to take a guy that can't help you next year we can win now the way we are because he's going to draft more players and you just added a bunch of free agents but you're going to blow you're going to blow number six good you're going to blow number six out your ass for next year though if next year, if this is the year, which a lot of people think it is, who cares? What do you mean, who cares? All right. How many of, sorry, how many of these guys are going to put a team into the Super Bowl by picking, by, by being the number one pick? There's no Lawrence Taylor here. No. So why not what? just, okay, listen, instead of, uh, let, let's, let's get to the mock. I'm just really psyched to hear the mock. What can I, do for you, man? I just want to say, I just want to say this about Anthony Richardson. I don't think changing coordinators and coaches, which I know I read all these, all these spins and talking points. I don't think they make him throw to the wrong person or throw over people's heads. I saw him play quite a bit last year, and I swear, I don't think he's an accurate passer. I just don't think he's accurate. He's an incredibly elusive runner, incredibly elusive, but he's, he's just not accurate. That's my problem with him. It, it, can, can I just caveat this? If yes. the Detroit Lions think that Anthony Richardson or Will Levis are not good players, you don't just pick a player to pick a player. No. But you will have two years to develop this player if you believe that there's something there. Assuming and I there's would, no injuries. I, if it's not Anthony Richardson, no injuries, but, if it's not Anthony Richardson, I'm, I'm interested. Two, two of the first three players that the Lions drafted last year ended up injured and did not give them anything last year. Right. Drew, just before you say anything, listen. When the Packers took Aaron Rodgers, who was their quarterback? Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre. Okay. Did they need Aaron Rodgers to get to a Super Bowl and win one? They took him at no. like 22 or 28 or well, something, Well, yeah, he did right? fall pretty far. Yeah. So what? It's their first-round pick. We have two picks. Okay, all right. Let's hear the mock draft. I want to hear what quarterback we're getting at six. <laughs> let's go. <clears throat> all right. And the number one pick belongs to? Yes. Carolina Panthers. And they select? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Great pick. Wow. Oh, awesome. Excellent pick. Excellent. Wow. It's really going to fit the program. By the way, I heard your competitors at 97-1 going through a mock draft, and they were actually clapping for the Lions picks. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. <laughs> no, they were really excited. Okay, Blanket Ryan, was... you get number two. That's how mock oh, it was. Oh, I get number two? Yeah. Oh, is there going to be a trade here? 
<laughs> no trade. I don't think he's going to be a trade. No trade. No trade. Good. No trade. No trade. Unless Drew wants, you, if Drew wants trades, we can trade. No, no, no. No, no, no trades. No, 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 no trades. No. Please. No. So the Houston okay. Texans select. Do you want me to mess with you here or, or not? Well, do whatever you want. Go ahead. Who do you think they're going to take? That's the question is, who are the Texans going to take? Will Anderson Jr. Oh, my God. Nice. Just a great This job, Houston. Bolster can, can you give the team, too, and the, the college and, you know, whatever, just add something you know, so it I sounds mean, official? They've got, a, they've got a defensive head coach in D'Amico Ryans. He prides himself on defense. He comes, comes from San Francisco. Maybe he doesn't believe in these quarterbacks right now or knows it's going to be a two- or three-year process where he gets his defense right this year, gets his offense and quarterback next year. Wow, your brains are so full of data. It's really amazing. Uh, number three. Drew, Ryan completely screwed me. What <laughs> <laughs> happens in a draft? He sniped you after two picks. <laughs> there has to be a trade now. Who's on the board? No Arizona trade. will not pick. Arizona will not pick. Isn't Indy pick. up next? They will not. Well, okay, make the trade. Go ahead, Maz, make the trade. Not. If you can make the trade in 30 seconds, go ahead. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals have traded the pick number three <laughs> what? to the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> what? Okay. The, What'd they the get Tennessee in return? Titans. They get the 11th the pick. The Tennessee Titans will, will select Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. Oh, yeah. No, Drew, he's going to be good. Well, now the Lions can't take him, so I'm happy. He's Aaron Rodgers, basically, even though Aaron Rodgers completed 63% of his passes in college. Aaron Rodgers, did he complete 63%? He did. At that time, that was pretty good. I mean, at this this point in time, 53% is abominable. But anyway, I've made my point. So number, we got Ursay's Colts up next. Who's, who's on the Ursay's on the clock. Oh, my God, Ryan, what's going to happen? Drew, you should do this one. Oh, no, yes, no, Drew, no. you got this one. No, 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 no. I'm not prepared. <laughs> All right. I think Ryan. I think this is an easy one. I think Indianapolis is in love with Will Levis. I'm going to go Will Levis. Oh, oh, yeah. They oh. are. Uh, and the school and the position, please. Come on, Ryan. Kentucky quarterback. Oh, Will yeah. Levis, Kentucky quarterback. <laughs> okay, all right. I know. Just speaking with authority. <laughs> Even Ryan, Trudy knew you, that one. You I know. To I do wanted it. to I wanted you to do it like Goodell does. Yeah, this oh, is a oh, mock. Oh, I got to do it the proper way. This yeah, is a mock draft. Way. Act like it's. Um, fourth pick in the NFL draft, <laughs> the um, Indianapolis Colts select. Will Levis, quarterback, right. Kentucky. There you Ooh. go. Now I oh, my God. And look at that suit he's got on. Wow. Yeah. Really looking sharp there. Oh, big hug. Big hug for the commission. <laughs> Seahawks are on the clock and the Lions are on deck. Who man. Pressure's on. I'm gonna, oh. Yes. I am going to screw Ryan big time here. <gasps> Ew. With the fifth pick in the NFL draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Jalen Carter. Carter. Oh, shit. Oh, no way. Overcomes Ooh. adverse a top five pick despite off the field issues. Wow, major off-the-field issues. He didn't finish his workout. Uh, he was involved in a crash. He left two dead teammates, well, a teammate and a trainer. He left the scene of an he accident. Know, Drew. He gained weight. He, he was pulled over know. for going 89 and a 45 months before that. This is a, wow, what a crazy development this is. Jalen Carter. 
Trudy? Would this be part of, of that whole description? No, 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 no. They just... no. They wouldn't say any of that. They would say, "Oh my God, he looks like fantastic. A, col- a color man, or something. a little overweight." And there's his beautiful mother. He hugs his mother, and he hugs his two children. Oh my God, this is wonderful. <laughs> two children? Does he have two kids? Is he putting no, the hat on? Is his friends driving down the Hold street? On, oh shit! Oh. Has Jalen Carter reproduced? Does anybody know? I don't know if he's got children. Can you Google it, Jim? I am. I'm looking it up. All right, and we have an exciting announcement uh, here to introduce uh, Ryan Armani with the sixth pick is uh, guest guest uh, introducer Trudy Daniels. Can you introduce Ryan, please? <laughs> uh, Ryan Armani from uh, I don't know Woodward Sports. Woodward Sports and yeah. Fox Two and Fox Two. Oh, okay, no Sorry. kids. I've never seen I've never seen Trudy so nervous. <laughs> Guys, I don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be? Are they going to go C.J. Stroud, quarterback? Do we got? Do we got Miles? Uh, uh, they've got Murphy 15 minutes. Up? I what see. There's a this? lot. Of, there's a lot of bustling in the draft room. What is this? The sixth? Yes, or, the sixth. What about Devin Witherspoon? With the sixth I don't know. All right, what's your sixth? Ryan, pick? can you describe what you're seeing in the oh, in the room? Oh, I'm up now. I'm up with the um, uh, sixth pick <laughs> in the 2023 <laughs> NFL draft. The Detroit Lions select. Quarterback, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. I love this. You already got golf. Fuck the Buckeyes. I I love the pick. If it's Stroud, if it's Stroud, C.J. Stroud falls to the Lions, they're going to run to the podium and take it. Ryan, I'm so geeked. Ryan, congratulations. That's awesome. I'm so happy that it worked out. I mean, with Stroud, I'm excited as hell about the pick. I think it's fantastic. Congratulations, Ryan. I don't like him. Oh, thank you so much. I I, uh, I made the pick with great confidence. Can you give <laughs> us any play by play of what was going on in the uh, in the, the the what do they call the draft room? The war room. The war room. Yeah. What was the going on in the war room? Not a politically correct term any longer. Uh, oh, wait, what? So I can't believe you used that phrase. <laughs> wait, wait, time out. Time out. <laughs> what? Why is the war room a problem? I have no idea. All right, we'll call it the command center. Is that a real thing? Ryan, Um, is that a real thing? You're not supposed to say the war room? No, I have no idea. I'm just kidding. Funny. No, that's cool. No, that's great. Probably right, though. Completely, completely (laughs) faked me out. I was buying it. Probably right. All right, number seven. Wow, the room is still recovering from the Lions picking C.J. Stroud. What do we got at number seven? What's going on? Number seven. I'm on the clock here with the Las Vegas Raiders. Here we go. With the seventh pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select defensive end Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech. That's who I wanted. Great pick. Wow. Is that a surprise? Ryan, is that a surprising pick? As a, well, you know what? I can't believe Tyree Wilson fell as long as he did, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, uh, it was a good pick for the Raiders. Definitely. <laughs> wow, and I love the, the way everybody everybody knows they're going to take. There's been just one trade so far. Uh, where are we? We're at number eight now? Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. Okay, Falcons on the clock. Oh, this is an easy one. With the ace pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Devin Witherspoon, yes. corner oh. of Illinois. Illinois. They will pair him up with Jeff Okuda and have a young all-Big Ten defensive backfield. <laughs> Jeff Okuda. Wow. Uh, were you guys happy the Lions parted ways with Okuda and got a fifth-round pick out of it? Yes. He had I, no want, I wanted here. a third round. I wanted a third round. But you no get what you want. Um, did, was no there, spot. Now, will he do anything with the Falcons, do you think? Yeah, I, I do. You like the Falcons as a kid. 
Some guys they just need new a new look. Some guys <laughs> need a new look. To be the third overall pick in the draft, he had no chance here. Got hurt. Terrible. Okay. Uh, moving on to number nine is this is a swiftly moving draft. Even with one trade already, the That's draft is moving so swiftly. I the love bears. this. The Bears are on the clock. With the ninth pick of the 2023 Drew and Mike NFL mock draft, <laughs> the Chicago Bears, the monsters of the midway, select Harris Johnson Jr. Oh, Paco, terrible, Ohio pick. terrible pick. Whoa. Terrible pick. That was terrible pick. Some people are saying that they're reaching. And the, and the Philadelphia Eagles have run to the podium. The Philadelphia <laughs> yeah, Eagles at 10 have run the music? to the podium. They're not ready with uh, the music. With the... <laughs> they ran so with fast. With the 10th pick in the 2023 Drew and Mike mock draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select B. John, John Robinson. Robinson. Oh. Oh. oh, running back oh, Texas. Man. That's a reach. I have to no, tell you. no, I think that's a great pick for them. I, I really love it. I know, but B. I want to say that's a reach. <laughs> it takes pressure off of Jalen Hurts. He doesn't have to run as much. Great pick. Please try to get any cliches you can in because we're not doing a complete draft, so we only have so much time for all those cliches. Good job, Maz. Number 11, uh, that Thank was you, traded. No, we're not going. Oh, number. should we take number 11 since it was part of the Maz trade? It was we, traded, yeah. It was traded with the, was it the Arizona Cardinals or now? Um, yeah, so the Cardinals yep, are on the it. clock. I got the pick. I okay. got it. Who is it? I'm waiting for the music. There it is. <laughs> with the 11th pick in the mock draft from Drew and Mike, the NFL mock draft, Previously traded with the Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals select wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Ooh, Ohio that's State. a good one. Ohio State. Okay. He replaces D-Hop. He replaces D-Hop. Okay, good now one. we are going to jump to number 18 and focus strictly Ooh. on the Lions for the next four picks uh, just so we can – well, for – I mean, we don't have all night. Uh, Ryan, you are on the clock. The Detroit Lions are selecting at 18 as we wait for the music. Oh, I hope it's who I think it is. With the 18th pick <laughs> in the 2023 Drew and Mike mock draft, the Detroit Lions select Kaliza Cansey, defensive oh, tackle Pittsburgh. from Pittsburgh. Oh, oh man. Whoa. Beefing up that defensive line. He's wow. undersized. Oh, that's a great! I'm excited about that pick. I kind of wanted Quentin oh, Johnson. Such a great pick. He loves getting that for the such quarterback. And Ryan or Maz, is that possibly a reach by the Lions? No, I, I like it, but he is high. He could be early second round, late first round. Ooh. But they got oh, their defensive end. It's a um, great pick. It's the next Aaron Donald because he went to Pitt. <laughs> and that's and because that's what everyone is saying. Because he went to Pitt. That's the best reason of all. Maz, who would you have selected? Uh, obviously, you're not in the Lions brain trust. You didn't make the selection. The Lions picked uh, who they did. But who would you have picked? Yeah. I would have taken Hendon Hooker. <gasps> oh. Well, I wow. took CJ Stroud already, so I couldn't. Oh yeah, I know. wow! So they would have two quarterbacks. Okay, what, <laughs> if, what if Holmes great just pick. spaced out completely and did that and picked Hooker? And they went, "Oh my oh, God, shit, he picked Hooker!" <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. Listen to Maz. Listen to Maz. You're walking away with Stroud and Hooker. <laughs> Maz is so what psyched to be a quarterback. Maz, I don't think you're objective at all. You just want quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Bring me quarterbacks, Drew. All right, the last well, let's... quarterback we took. The last quarterback we took was that scrub. Uh, what was his name, Ryan? Uh, that was uh, Felicia's uh, son. Who was it? Felicia Rashad's son. 
No, uh, from Friday. Uh, Brad Kaya or something like that. Oh, yeah, Brad oh, Kaya. Was, that, was he from Hawaii? <laughs> Am I right there? Uh, I don't know where he was from. I think he Maybe was. Maybe Cal or something. Or uh, Miami. Miami Kings, Hurricanes. Yeah. Wait, are, are, yeah. We, okay. are we talking about a mock draft or a real draft? That was a real draft. That was, like, no, a, real was draft. a real draft, like sixth round or something. Yeah, sixth like round that. of the 2017 the draft. The mock drafts are so realistic, I can't even tell them apart now from the real draft. <laughs> um, but let's let's move on to the Lions' next pick, which will be selected by Tom Mazowa. Or no, Brian Armani, I'm sorry. Oh, God, what is that? Second round? Whatever the next pick is. 18 was the second pick. What's the Lions' next pick? Uh, probably 30, Why does Ryan 36. get all the Lions picks? Wow, no. There's a lot of confusion. 41, the, Lions, the war room, it looks really disheveled oh, right now. The Lions don't even know they're up, apparently. <laughs> there's a couple <laughs> quarterbacks I left. I pick number 48 I overall. I got it. He's got Here it pick. is. Okay. With the 38th pick in the 2023 Druid Mike mock draft, the Detroit Lions select uh, DJ Turner, <laughs> cornerback, Michigan. Right. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh, oh, he doesn't Whoa. have to move far now, does he? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> He's got he a lot of family he might here. Be gone. Wow! He might be gone by thirty-eight. Really? Forty-eight. Forty-eight. Right. Now, some people are saying there's some home home cooking involved in the mock draft because Ryan Armani is a proud uh, Michigan Wolverine. Oh, you yes, know what is. time it is, of course. <laughs> of course, the home kicker. It was between him and Mazzy Smith. <laughs> uh, Tom Mazzaway, how do you like the pick? The Lions have, have made a selection that surprised a lot of people. I like the pick, but I, I really believe Brian Brisset will fall to that pick, and I will take him. And who's, who's oh, that's defensive who? end from Clemson? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, you think he'll fall that far? I do. Is there something you've seen in films or otherwise that uh, you found out, or did you attend some of the workouts? To learn no, that? I just put my own room. I just put my own rumor out on him to drop. Him. <laughs> and you, know, you know what's great about him? There were mock drafts yeah. months ago having him going 18th to us, or yeah, in the first round. I no, Mez, you sounded really credible saying that. I got to say, I was kind of buying Thank it. You, Drew. Thank All right, you. Uh, the lines. It. The lines are back on the clock now. Is this number 55? Pick Correct. 55 from Minnesota in round two. Wow. And uh, Tom Mazzaway. Right. Oh, you got to take a tight end. Okay. Go to Mazzaway. It's, it's Tom Mazzaway's <laughs> on the clock. End. I think we're going to get a quarterback. Oh, I got it. I got the pick. Take I got a the tight pick. end. I got the pick. <laughs> Go ahead. I got the pick. With the uh, 50 50 pick in the second round, the Detroit Lions select Luke Schoonmaker. Tight end. Oh! Oh! There it is. Oh! No way. <laughs> wow. Love it. Home cooking. What do you think of that, Trudy? Look at that. Very exciting. Okay. Maz, come on. That I don't know. I'm not buying that pick. Who would you have taken there? No, Drew. I think they're going to take a tight end. Remember, they traded Hawkinson for that pick. But they've got three tight ends that caught, what, 11 touchdown passes? Know. You know what? Honestly, yeah, I, Drew, say that. I don't think they take a tight end. No. I think they take an offensive lineman there, an interior offensive lineman. I couldn't give you a name. But okay. I think they take an interior <laughs> offensive line and high up in the second round. Um, of all we the got people, Drew's guy, James Mitchell, still. I like James Mitchell. I, don't know I who think he he's going to. He, he, from Vot Oh, the tight end. Yeah, the he, tight end. he's pretty oh, quick, actually. Um, I, I'm interested to see how he progresses. So, okay, so uh, th- will this mock draft get any publicity? If we put this up on our YouTube channel, do you think that it'll get quoted? <laughs> oh, man, come on now. Of course. How Big do you YouTube not? YouTube star. Tom Masri is a huge YouTube star. <laughs> how do you not? Um, Maz has done better on YouTube than I thought. Actually, what, 2,500 views or something the last couple times we put Maz up? 
It's yeah. not bad. I mean, it's a new channel. We've only got 7,000 subscribers. Please uh, sign up, by the way, any of you listening who would like to see this mock draft. Oh, I'm a big subscriber. I'm a big subscriber. You know, the funny Me thing too. about this YouTube thing, if you are over, if you are over 50 years old, you know me from Fox 2. If you are under 50 years old, you know me from Woodward Sports. No it's kidding. It's the craziest thing. Really? It's the, yeah, it's the craziest thing. Hey, it how, is the craziest thing. We should talk about YouTube. Do you guys get a lot of trolling comments on your YouTube uh, posts? Oh, all day. And what, what, what are the biggest troll, what do people typically say, the cliche things that usually come up? We have wow. clown, clown face. <laughs> clown emojis. <laughs> yeah. Clown emoji. Clown emoji. It's, it's, how are you doing? How are you? Good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Celebrity. Ryan Gladhanding, <laughs> Ryan Armani Gladhanding during the mock draft. That's uh, a little distracting. I'm outside. The people love me. That's great. <laughs> Um, you know, we get hit with a lot and I'm trying to come up with a response to it is, uh, Oh, you only have 7,000 subscribers and you're ragging on this guy, which is like, Oh man. So we've instructed people oh to God. respond to that for our trolls to respond saying, you idiot. You don't know about their other channel that has 1.6 million subscribers. Uh, I'm just oh trying God. to think of somehow some comeback some from that burn. because we have great our audience is fantastic. They usually do respond to stuff and they get in people's faces or they just rag on them back. But God, trolls have so much time. It's amazing, isn't it? They do. They well, do. Well, they're yeah. It's it's they're in that basement. You know, I, I really did. I really did learn to kind of laugh about it. Uh, you know, especially with the clown emoji. I mean, it's so unoriginal. The clown <laughs> thing. I mean, it's all we get. I mean, really? I mean, people have replaced people have replaced the E in our excuse me the A in my name and my last name to the clown emoji to so spell <laughs> my name right. <laughs> okay. Yo, know, and it's, it's kind of funny. I get a kick out of it. Well, what do people get most upset about when you can tell they're actually really angry about what you've posted? What is it? Is it just like a draft selection or something? Yeah, yeah. it's me saying anything about a quarterback. Anything. I mean, <laughs> that's the worst. Oh, that's really all you talk about. You, you should have seen today. You may have earned that, man. You should have seen today, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Drew, today we were talking about Jamison Williams, and I. I I think that there might be something there. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think there might be something there. Brad Holmes said a couple of months ago that he had to do his part in um, in getting back and getting himself back and healthy and on the field. Oh. And today, the question to Brad Holmes was, um, hey, uh, haven't seen Jameson Williams uh, here. And, and Brad Holmes said it's he was here yesterday. But that's it. <laughs> but that's all he said. He was here yesterday. Ooh. There was no... Hey, man, look, Jameson is doing everything he can to be here, and he's doing all the right things, and uh, he's going to be on the field day one. There was none of that extra. Wow. So I, I, said, I, I said, I think there might be something there. Maybe they're not totally thrilled with, with him right now. Ryan, I agree with and, you 100%. I, I thought the fact that he came back later than expected, and then he yep. caught, what, three balls? He dropped some passes. Yeah. Dropped some balls? I, I don't know. I was really not overwhelmed. When he got the ball, he's great. But but now just, he's not showing up to the workouts. The, the, well, the but, volunteers. That's but again, he, horrible. You know, all Brad Holmes said was he was there yesterday. It wasn't like, you know, I don't think it was a complete repudiation or whatever the word is for the, of the question. Like, 
hey, he's doing everything he can. We know where he is. Uh, he's working his tail off to get back on the field. Jamison Williams is fine. It was none of that. So uh, as far as the YouTube comments, all I said was there might be something there. They might not be thrilled with him. And you you would have thought I killed somebody's mama. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> stirring things up. They, you know, what, just unbelievable. Lots of clown emojis. Oh, I mean, a million, a million. Oh, I got, I got to get into your comments because I love the the bummer about comments is that you know you read your own comments and I don't, I'm not that thin skinned about it, but I always feel better when I read comments about other shows because it's like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it just makes, makes you feel, feel like about your own trolls. Yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> Plus, I love encouraging our trolls now that I know we're getting because YouTube brought a whole new slew of trolls into our world. Like, oh, Ryan, yeah. oh yeah, do you get them oh, at? Yeah. Fox oh, no, two no. people troll? Do those viewers troll? No, no. I mean, uh. there's a few, but nowhere near. Uh, nowhere near. I mean, there's a few, of course, but I mean, the amount of sports uh, radio haters yeah, are out is, there. That's the lowest common denominator. Yeah. That's why we're involved in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to admit. I was shocked when I got to sports radio and found that all these people would just come at me for just the stuff. I'm like, what for that? Are you kidding? It was just, yeah. it's really rough. Yeah, true. They actually hate you. They, <laughs> they actually do. hate when you, when you give an opinion, it, 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 it's just they, our opinions are just not their opinions. That's it. And they hate you for it. Well, the part oh, that threw me God. though, was that, um, I had not run into like wokeism and political correctness that much. Cause we had weeded those people out of riff, but all of a sudden I got in the sports world. And like, well, I thought this is a bunch of like guys who like sports and stuff. I just yeah. wasn't expecting that no, at all. No. They're no. weenies. They're weak weenies. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Yeah, your your audience well, we are horrible. Them, though, too. Please, <laughs> please continue to uh, watch and listen. Of course, they're wonderful <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> hey, listen, right, guys. We'll take the comments and the view. Excellent mock draft. I'm really proud of you, and um, I, we've written them all down. We're we're hoping to see that this all comes true. If we get if we get Stroud, I, I'll be seriously psyched if we get oh, Stroud. Oh man, come That's on, run happening. into the poster. Run he's the running. He's the, the best quarterback ready he's right going now. Top three. He is it. And if we get Hooker too, I mean, one of those guys has to work out. Oh, That'd yeah. be awesome. Oh man, you're making <laughs> a big trade that The third quarterback. You need a third quarterback. Really? So so when is the actual oh, draft? The actual draft is next Friday, correct? Thursday. Week, Thursday. week from tonight. Yeah. One so, week okay. from tonight. How many more mock drafts will there be before actual? Millions. Good question, Trudy. How many? Oh, God. At least, at least 100, at least. Yeah. Oh, really? Drew, you should have a couple more with Ryan and Maz. Just to maybe, see if anything maybe we will. changes. Maybe, maybe we should we should get we should get some production ready, and really we'll have guests introducing each draft. Should we not cool. have like a boner line? Mock draft? People a boner line mock draft? Like yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe we could do a mock draft on Wednesday. Ooh, that would be great. Yeah, well, Maz, we will, Maz move, will set it up. we will move it up to Wednesday, and it'll be interesting to see how much the mock draft changes from today's, because what's going to change? Nothing. I mean, nothing well, is changing. I want changing. a guy that pick it for the Lions. Don't forget. Ryan okay. got that lucky. He right. got the Lions four times. We will, we will <laughs> <laughs> we'll move it up from Thursday, and we'll do it again Wednesday. It'll be the final mock draft. I'm so pumped. Yes. The <laughs> final, final. All right, guys. Now, Drew. Yes? Drew, would you like to join us on Woodward Sports to do your mock draft with us? How tomorrow? You know, I was going to say, I just am not together. I haven't studied it that much. <laughs> 
Well, time to start. Okay, we'll let me okay. Week. Let me think about. Okay, okay. Let me let me start working on it, Maz, and I will absolutely uh, okay. get back to you. I'll make some kind of appearance. I promise. Okay. Have your people, people, people call my people and those, <laughs> those people get together. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Guess who Drew picked back in the Eric Ebron draft when the free press went around to all the media members? Oh. They came up to Drew, and Drew Eric had to Ebron. Pick. I don't even no, remember this. He picked Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah. yeah. Oh, get out of here. Yes. Yeah. I think I was copying Mark, though, because I think Mark had, had, had was talking a lot about him, and so I was just going on Mark's word. But he's undersized. Oh, well, I, was, I was trying to give you credit. No, that's a, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're All right, guys, cool. have a great show tomorrow. Good luck on the oh, nine. Thanks, Drew. It's massive. Oh man, we'll be we'll be right. We'll be laugh. We'll be out there laughing, smiling, and not nine o'clock. Check us out. In Sounds great. All right, Woodward hey, Sports. Right. Shout out, shout out to Maddie Maz. Happy 16th birthday. Oh, on oh boy. Happy birthday, out loud. Is it a half birthday? <laughs> of course there's a shout out. <laughs> All right, guys, see ya. Bye, guys. See ya. Wow, that was exciting. I got to tell you. When Ryan said C.J. Stroud, my heart exploded. That was so exciting. I was not expecting to feel that way, but it's, it's it seemed real. I mean, could it possibly go that way? I don't think. He's going one, two, or three. Shit, yeah. I don't. I'm so confused about Anthony Richardson. Am I alone? Yeah. No. Well, not in this room because I'm not a fan of him at all. I want nothing to do with that guy. He's a great runner. Really good, but he's not a I've heard people say, oh, yeah, no, and then he'll play a little maybe some wide receiver, or they'll put him in, and like, what oh, the fuck are they here. picking oh, yeah. a quarterback? <laughs> no, it's not uh, happening. Juicy Lara is the slash of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> not Anthony Richardson. He's not accurate. I can't wait. I, I wish I could fast forward five years to see if I'm dead wrong or if I'm right. I just can't believe he's going to be that good a passer. Drew, I cannot he, believe it. He does backflips. I know he's You've a great seen athlete. That? He's a fantastic athlete. He really is. And Slash was too. And so was uh, Juicy Lara. <laughs> Laura. Laura Lara. Oh man. Lara. Well, that was fun, man. It's always good to have Ryan on. Awesome. And again, Woodward Sports for those guys. And I wonder, oh my God, how many mock drafts will there be between it's just crazy. And this town is so so into the line. This is the biggest I've ever seen people geeked. To For good tell reason. You the truth. And it's because of the offseason. It's because of the acquisitions. It's because they looked good last year. There's going to be so much excitement. This is it's, a football town, and they've had no luck in the last 60 years. It's a good team. It's a it's it a is. really it good now. team. No, I'm really excited about it. they'll probably about. get off to an 0-5 star. You know what's funny? It makes me think back to the days, because I'm a huge Lions fan. I remember being so excited at Oz Hakeem and Bill Schrader. Like, holy shit, we got these <laughs> fucking receivers. <laughs> Oh, they can get separation. <laughs> and then first game, Bill Schrader alligator arms uh, pass, you know, so he doesn't get hit. And Akeem couldn't in Miami. catch the ball. He was no. a dropper. No, no that team was so bad. I know. There's so many bad memories of the Lions and so many disappointments. I remember how geeked I was when I got Kevin Jones. A hokey! Oh, my God, I got Kevin Jones! And he rushed for a 1,000 yards. Yeah. He was like, oh, my God, it's on. And then... He hurt his foot, and it was yeah, over. Liz Frank Just fracture, over. I think. Yep, you got it. Um, All right. Um, I have a question. Uh, let's see. Maybe it's in my notes from yesterday because I, I made a bunch of notes on this, and then I think I I may have uh, lost them, but I remember most of what the story was about. The story was about the hottest sex trend among, quote-unquote, young people right now. 
Do you know what it is? Choking. Choking. Oh, I was going to say you know, anal. Same, did you read the same? Uh, no, I just watched Beef, and that was a joke in there. Jim, anal is understood. That's that's Okay, old. okay yeah, then. <laughs> that's, anal is absolutely expected. That's like saying yo soy something. The yo, the yo is understood. Yes, exactly. In, in Spanish. Wow, Espanol. <laughs> well, you're in the right place for that. Um, anyway. I don't speak Spanish. I, I read this story, and I swear, really? I was thinking of you guys having girls and I was really uh, like feeling not well, good. Sorry, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, when they, when the story said, fourteen to seventeen year old girls, okay, that are sexually active, which is like, oh God, sorry, thirteen um, percent have been choked. Mm. What the? Trudy's fuck? eating. Sorry. <laughs> Trudy, what are you eating? That is not the reaction that I should have given. She went and got all that enemas, Kevin, at the, the oh! four twenty event. Well, Do you the, remember the dude that uh, Maz re-gifted his uh, signed CD yes. and he gave it to Art and it said, to Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin brought Entenmann's? Yeah, he brought a whole bunch and restocked the green room. Thanks, well, I Kevin. I bet there's some good stuff, Trudy. Trudy is oh, yeah. How's the selection? Oh, oh, it's great. Now, what were you just enjoying? Um, That was one of those um nutty donuts, frosted donuts. I love those. The yeah. nuts are awesome. Yeah. Why can't they just give me those nuts in some jar? Oh, because those nuts are really good. Some of that frosting all over yeah, it, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Those separately. nuts. <laughs> um, Trudy, by the way, was virtually impersonating Tom Mazaway during the draft segment. Trudy, what does your artwork? Oh, let's see your doodles. She's doing logos. Oh, she drew a woman's face. <laughs> it says teal over ice. I, do, I don't know. I was just... I was trying to letters. The Tennessee Titans inspired me with the T, and then I just kept going. Because that's what I can't see real good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? <laughs> yeah, that, that Tennessee, you know, Titan block letter thing. I was. That I looks see. just like their T on there. Uh, you need to learn to do. <laughs> <laughs> Trudy, you need to learn how to do Minnesota Vikings helmets because that's what Maz does when we're talking about true crime, and he's mm. so bored. Do you know anybody that can draw? That's easy. A horn, yeah. I see um, why. Yeah, the helmet, uh, that that is a cool helmet, though. I actually, I get interested at what he's drawing when he does it, because he's drawn it so many times. But well, uh, back to choking. Yeah. So, uh, what, what, it's, what do you it's think? It's weird. What, what takes it to choke? Why are the... Why porn. Is, porn. All young men are entirely motivated by porn, which they think is normal. That is their sex ed now, is porn. And you said 14 to 17? 14 to 17-year-olds of sexually active 14 to 17-year-olds, 13% have been choked. At what point? Does it specify what... what point in the... In the sex act? In the... In the repertoire? In the coitus... Uh, yes, when orgasm to reduce the flow oh, of right. air, it it uh, enhances the orgasm. However, fifty seven percent of the women choked did not like it. No, no, they think they're being strangled and dying. Yeah, and sure. um, many uh, one out of three were not asked if they could First. be choked. Wow. So what's happening is these young guys see it and they're like, "Hey, wow, chicks like being choked, and I, like, I want to choke them too." So yeah, I'm just gonna do it. Which is like what? I mean, to me, that's right up there with filming someone having sex without asking them, which also happens a lot. A lot. Is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? Were you watching porn between 13, 14, no, 15? No, no. It wasn't available. Really? I, I watched, uh, I think I've mentioned this, I watched, I had a porn double header. That was my first <laughs> porn event. I believe I was 15 at Riley Wilder's house. My friend Jeff Wilder's <laughs> older brother, who had his own place. 
<laughs> Riley was like 22 and Jeff and Riley and Brian was the in-between. Brian was like 19. So between Brian and Riley, there was a lot of corruption. What's this on? Like beta? Lots of corruption. <laughs> Is this beta? Yeah, it must have been beta, I guess, because this would have been like 1974 or 75. Oh my God. And we went to Riley's house, and of course, we smoked incredible pot. We're incredibly <laughs> high. And then Riley's like, um, hey, want to see Deep Throat? And Jeff knew what he was talking about. I didn't. Jeff's like, oh, Deep Throat, yeah, you want to watch some porn? Which, you know, I was like, huh, fuck yeah. I mean, I never thought about how awkward and weird that was to be watching porn with people, especially since <laughs> oh, I'd never God. seen porn. <laughs> and I started watching it, and I was like, I mean, I was fascinated, of course. And, I mean, it, it was memorable. I'm still talking about it. I can still remember it. Then, after that was over, Riley brought out Behind the Green Door. Marilyn Chambers? Marilyn Chambers. Yeah, which was... i tell you what, that was... <laughs> I was not expecting all that. Which one did you like better? Behind which the one green got door? you harder? Behind the Green Door. I, <laughs> I, I never, I've never seen either of those. There was, there was a lot of... Uh, Classic porn. Because um, Linda Lovelace... You know that who's the guy that idiot with the big mustache? Oh, Reams, Harry Reams. It didn't seem like it didn't seem real. <laughs> First of all, it was like funny, but it wasn't funny. It was like, and then and behind the green door, like that's a real blowjob. I mean, there's some real great oral sex going on there. Um, and plus, she seemed really into it. Whereas Linda Lovelace was, it was a it was a bit. I mean, the movie was a bit. She has something in the back of her throat that makes her orgasm. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And it was like. I don't think I got that. I don't think I knew what was going, what that. You were meant. invested in the plot, huh? <laughs> well, over the years, I've uh, learned more about it, uh, sex, and the movie, and um, I don't know. That was just that was very weird, and I didn't take it to mean anything in terms of what I should be looking to do with a female. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, that's what I got to do. Oh, you were or, just that's what. But but guys, when they get an iPhone and they're twelve years old, thirteen yeah. years old, they're right to the porn. Right. right to the point. Which, if I was twelve or thirteen, and I had a subject with guys, does anyone think that they wouldn't be looking at porn immediately? No, I, I would. Of course. You know I, how much I scoured through my parents' stuff trying to find. <laughs> like, I remember always going to the Fredericks of Hollywood magazine. Like that was my go-to for a while, because <laughs> that was the best I could get. I know. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, um, Victoria's Secret, Cosmopolitan, yeah. like ads in Cosmopolitan. Or, uh, well, I think I mentioned that the, the first nudity I saw was at John Satir's house in the little people's room. Oh, yeah, the little <laughs> he had, folded he piece had, of paper. <laughs> yeah, it was a folded piece of paper inside a, uh, I think he had a little safe, actually. And he opened up the safe, and he pulled out this crumpled up piece of paper. It was folded like eight ways. And he opened it up, and, it was, and he had told me what it was. It was an article in Time magazine that had, it was an art segment on... Someone who had uh, posed for a nude painting, but they showed her posing too. Oh, so it was like really pretty, pretty forward for time at the time, <laughs> and it was supposed to be artistic. But of course, it was like, oh my god, a nude chick! Because we were like nine. Wow, we're trading baseball cards. That's what we usually did in the little people's room. The little people's room had a really <laughs> short roof. It was like five feet tall. So, so they called it the little people's. At least room. you guys were politically correct back then too. <laughs> Yeah. Could have had a, probably would have had another name, I would have thought. Unfortunately for you, not too many people I know read your little Time magazine or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And I remember being really excited and, and just entranced, like, oh my God, what a mystery. That's what it looks like. Holy shit. Mom, I, 
I don't know what this all means, it, it but it means something. It, the boobs or, or the vagine? Bush. I think they were both. Because you can't really see what's going on with the No, vagine. no, but just to see a bush was like, oh my God, that's what's down there? Holy shit. <laughs> it's yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah. It's kind of shocking at first. I guess Jim's first porno had two dudes in it. No. Well, <laughs> shut up, Hawk. Hawk. We got Hawks picking on Jim again. Fucking fight you. <laughs> if you were alive, you shut up. <laughs> but uh, the choking thing, I have get to say, off the air. <laughs> you get off the air. If if no, <laughs> I'm gonna come over there and choke you. If someone told me they wanted to be choked, Hot. <laughs> I think I would be. Oh, really? I don't know if I'd want to choke someone that wanted to be choked. I guess I would probably like. Okay, well, uh, let me see if I can figure this out. First of all, I'd be afraid that I would kill them. Right. What yeah. if it's kind of I mean, soft? No, I know. Yeah, are... no, light choking is what, you know, the, the women that likes, oh, I like light choking. And I mean, the women that like it really <laughs> like it. It's just not, it's like maybe two in 10 or 25%, something like that. And I don't know if that's really everyone or people that are, you know, into exploring or what that number means. I exactly. could not choke girls because my arms don't work very well. <laughs> oh, Hawk. Oh, that's kind of... Oh, that's guy. the cutest thing Hawk's ever said. But I can gyrate. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can Hawk gyrate? Loves gyrating. Um, I don't know. I thought that was really weird. I would think there would be a lot of freaked out young females sure. who are being having anal sex foisted on them and choking foisted on them because that's what it sounds like. Yeah, and we've seen examples of it. We saw Billie Eilish say that she was doing stuff like that because it's all she knew because she had a porn addiction when she was a preteen and uh, you see a lot of that. It's interesting that it's not really talked about. I mean, a survey comes out, but uh, I would think that, you know, this would be something that would be a big deal in, in just women's magazines or just... Women's magazines. I don't know. Uh, Just it would be something that uh, talk shows would be talking about. Your homes and gardens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably they're probably onto that by now. You want Kelly and Mark to talk about that on their show? Kelly and Mark. uh, God. Has has she choked him? She chokes him though, right? Probably. (laughs) Yeah. I have to tell you, I'm so fascinated with Kelly and Mark. I'm absolutely fascinated. It might be the worst couple that have ever been in front of a camera. Yeah. They're so bad. She's so domineering. He is like the king of cucks. <laughs> I'm not joking. King cuck. And, and I thought that originally because the first time I thought that, I didn't really know who he was. I didn't know they'd been in all my children together. Yeah, no, I didn't. Oh, I, I didn't know that till right now. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. They met in all my children. They both were on the show. I think they were lovers on the show and lovers in real life. And then she got the show and then he just like stayed home and did nothing because um, he does nothing. I mean, he has no skills whatsoever. Did she That's come why. home and yell at him too for not like cleaning the house up or doing the dishes. Well, Brandon, do you have the, the interview that I sent? Uh, People Magazine does a piece. I sent it to you, Brandon, and it's it's Kelly and Mark, and this is to introduce us to Mark. Guys, listen to how much fun we're going to have here on this show. This show is going to be off the rails. It's going to be off the rails. <laughs> oh, great point, Mark. It's definitely going to be off the rails. But Again. that's how our show always is. I mean, that's the thing, is that our show Okay, they have these posing pictures of Kelly and Mark. Reverent. It is very much in the moment. Wait, we're supposed to be meeting Mark. It's improv. I mean, it's completely improv. It's improv conversation. It is super live. Whatever on our mind is. Look how awkward he looks. For those chats. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. And then. (laughs) Will he ever talk? We're supposed to be meeting him. (laughs) They'll always be great. We always have the best celebrities and the greatest. 
the best celebrities. Can you I say do. we? Just yeah, all he's done is repeat. Can I say we? I like how he asked permission. He just echoes her. Oh, yeah, Mark. Yeah, he didn't say anything. It's now we're going to have another deal. segment. It's a big deal. I Again, think, meeting um, Mark. The show has been, you know, this this moving train just... for decades. Your straight hand, jump on in as it's moving. Do you notice yeah, when they... you can't really fuck it up because <laughs> it's pretty much in place. Did you notice when they rolled through the entire Kelly thing? They they totally skipped the whole Regis and Kathy Lee that made it big. They skipped that portion and went right of to course. Kelly. Of course. No, it's all about Kelly. It's all Staff about Kelly. Amazing. Um, those producers have been there for how long? Oh, I'm still like they still refer to me as new girl. Uh, like the neither new girl, know. you know. So <laughs> and I've been there twenty. This is really years a way of getting Mark a job, I think. A scope of what new girl means. God, you I know, Mark I made just some fucking you know, money. Our audience <laughs> has been with us for a really long time, decades. You know, decades. It should be hard for Mark to fuck it up. And they've always rooted for us, and I think part of it is because I. Wait, I thought we were meeting Mark right now. Deal of people we meet. Subject meeting Mark's is wife. meeting we're Mark. This is that's the subject of this. I'm sure I'm not kidding. Characters <laughs> from all my children. You know, they'll come up to us and say, "I was named after oh, you." There they You're, are. My name is Haley Vaughn. You know, Christian. No, that's I'm not common. The last name, but if that happened, you know, it's a fluke. If you met someone, that's a fluke. It's the only person that are named after your character, and they're adults now. And and luckily, they're not my. My and they're not your actual biological <laughs> But, you know, and so I think it's that thing he, he that thinks people it was killed it there. have been so kind to us. And Wait, now I, our I, children who are I thought we are going to meet Mark. Meet people that will come up Let's to meet your daughter. We'll get there, right? To that, whether they're in a coffee shop or a library, what I mean, have you. I would you, think they would edit say, this oh, to fix I've it. No, instead up. they're like, hey, and here's a whole 10-minute piece on it. Also, when you've been married as long as we have... Um, we we started talking about like chapters in our lives. You know, there's you guys choke each other. And this is going to be a really fun, interesting one that we can look. Yeah, because you get on. paid for um, once. I know with with great <laughs> not joy. as much as Kelly, but um, and we're going to laugh a lot about it at some point. Oh, it's like yeah. the yeah, world's the fact they paid you money. psychological experiment <laughs> unfolding. On yeah, television. I want them to go through a divorce on the show. Because you know. The, the reason all of these reality the shows are <laughs> so some rocker is some guy with spiky hair for those who can't <laughs> see this, which is everyone. Albeit sometimes in very uh, over dramatized or overproduced settings, we don't have yeah. any of that. When do we it's meet just Mark a Kelly? Working know, together and working. I mean, their isn't this a little weird? I mean, it's just going right life. through me. I have no and idea Mark what. Why don't they just put uh, a sign on his head that says "cock"? <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is so domineering. Shut up. Live audience, I think. In, we, there would always be like a, a spattering of men, and I'd look to them Cox. for fellow their Cox. support. Cox. And there were the wives, obviously, coming to the show. Yeah, because so, most of the time, I tell them what to do too. <laughs> Don't go there. I would never get remarried. Yeah, they know better, like no, you. No, no, I've had all the fun. What <laughs> man's gonna? <laughs> yeah, if she died, he's so I, I scared of her, he wouldn't get remarried. Um, He'd be afraid she would that. leap out of her grave and kill him. <laughs> so many other times over the past. Mark has always been a great fit for our show. It's a very family-oriented oh. show, yeah. and he's always been a member of the family, uh -oh. obviously. Not just our personal family, but a member of the live family. Oh, he's a member they of your family? consider him like one of theirs. I didn't know he had that status. <laughs> it's always just been, you know, logistics. He's really. filled it's in been a few like times. It's a series yeah. of logistics. 
over the many years because yeah, he's always when been When do we get to meet Mark in this meet Mark segment? <laughs> oh, she's got a blindfold around him, which is what she does when she gets banged by other guys. <laughs> and Mark wants to watch. <laughs> he had a blindfold. I know, he rips it off immediately. He's always been like Put it back on, Mark. And, game. and we always have such a good time doing it. Um, and it seems like I usually have zero preparation, so it's... Yeah, it, you don't have to do any work. She does all the work. We just prepared. Like a staple of our yeah, show. Yeah, but no, we have a blast doing it. So yeah, I the think staple it was, is it you doing nothing. As natural as something could, uh, like this could be. And we've always sort of oh, worked together. Oh, as natural as this relationship now. seems in this interview, <laughs> which is cringeworthy. So like something that we they are, are not a credible couple. God. Are they? No. I got to tell you, though, I'd rather see those two bone than Hobach and Holmes. Really? Yeah, these hours. These hours. Yeah, I think so. Once you work on I think I'd rather see Hobak bone somebody. Together, I'd rather see TJ Holmes. <laughs> I'd rather see Mark Consuelos. That's what Hawk was getting at. Oh bullshit! Of togetherness. Did she ever stop talking? No. Wow. Years, seven and a half years. I was on the road a lot. Doing what? Um, you know, even during the. Right after the pandemic, when we went back to work, I went back to Vancouver. I think I was home in. Over 10 yeah, months, nobody cares. We don't even know what you were days. doing. No one knows what you were doing. No one knows anything about you. We've done the other part. We've done, like, yeah. we've done it. We've done, we've Kelly's like, oh, this is boring, Mark. Let me talk. Also, it, it really, I can really tell the story worked, better. It really worked well. Where, what? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that worked talk, really well. You know, you've just talked us out of it. Yeah, you, you've we're, made we're, such yeah, good we're not doing this. Um, call our agents. Yeah, we're, we've decided to change our agents, which is <laughs> no, her I agent. Think the good news is he just is had a chance really to introduce himself. Our agents. Yeah, are you like, kidding? We have diverse friend groups. Our a lot of our friends don't know each well, other, so we have, have like friends. separate worlds that we re- yeah. revolve in outside of work and outside of our marriage. Yeah, there's your and world and the world he's allowed have to have, power, which is. Friends and Pretty family limited. that are oh our together friends and family. But we do have like a lot of outside interests and outside activities. Looking at him is the most anxiety. I mean, I've never felt as much anxiety as I get looking at him during that interview. I'm with Mark. They should just call it Kelly and Consuelos. That's a great name. It's Kelly and that guy just sitting there. We get yelled at all the time. I think they come back up on the boner line. It's the Kelly and that guy that's just sitting there show. Yay! You just ruined my birthday. Yeah, it's like once you Announce have a job yourself. and you support yourself, then you will be taken off the discussion list. But until right, so then, he has no, a job no, now, which is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, daughter's hot. Rules yeah, not daughter is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, the, most of our lives we don't discuss. Yeah. Yeah. And, but. All they're know, talking just, about is their life. Point, the audience is like, livid about the new gosh, show. They can't stand it. Job, Plus, it's oh, Kelly really? Kelly, we'll and that guy sitting there live. Right. <laughs> Two shows have been pre-recorded. Yeah, I know. I can't believe only doing three live shows a week. Seacrest. If think about it, he's got the best job because he doesn't have to say anything. Just sit there. No, no, he doesn't. His job is to be awkward. Are they not live just because they're testing it out? They're working three days a week. Basically, they've cut the work schedule because they can phone it in. They're a couple, so they can go and phone it in. She doesn't have to negotiate with anyone. She does whatever she wants, and he just does it. He just goes along with it. Yeah, that makes some sense. Her voice has changed, though. I love that we're getting to know him so much. When you know somebody intimately for as many decades as we have. Oh, my God. Did she, is this and like the sixth time we've heard this? What, what have we learned about Mark? We know who we are. 
There are no surprises. A lot of trust. There's a lot yeah. of trust. Yeah, on your part. And we're very comfortable saying whatever our and, foibles are. And let's well, face you it, are. we're not like doing, like we're not accountants and sitting in a, in a you know, nothing against the accountants. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have Way to take a shot at the accountants. accountants he's so afraid to offend people much, because he's offended Kelly show. so many times. He's upset her. And we, they, it's very, very careful. Great guests. Yeah. Um, and we're done by 11.30 Three days a week. That. Well, in the grand tradition, yeah, he'll be done by 11.30. And uh, my day <laughs> tends to stretch on a little oh! bit longer. Oh, she does oh! way more than oh! you. It's Shut like it a lot and oh, you know oh. now with our kids being gone it's like i'm the boss other world of i drive the show outside i have the penis that you're <laughs> like we go on vacations without our kids cool good for you well we've gone on a vacation without our kids and, the first and one is correct everything we've ever had. right it was the time of our lives we're not even ashamed to admit that and parents that are like how could you say that how could you say such a thing Shame on you. I say, you've never he, he taken a vacation without your kids. one sentence and she has kids. to go on for three well, minutes about it. doesn't have kids? Or their kids are still little and they're still in it. Yeah, and they're, and they're, and they don't even know what's Right, ahead. and they're envious. Well, it's not yeah. that they're envious. <sighs> they just don't know anything. <laughs> we were those people. No, so you're wrong. <laughs> That's it. The cover story from People Magazine. Ten minutes of nothing. <laughs> Meet Mark, everybody. What do we learn about Mark? He's always wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. And he goes home at eleven thirty, and she does all the work. <laughs> she stays there for hours. Such a dig. <laughs> oh my God, was that brutal? Wow. Whoa. Woo. Man, controlling. And honestly, uh, what's coming? You know, because people love to troll and rag on people, as uh -huh. we've learned, especially with our YouTube channel. Everybody's ragging her. Really? They're really not ragging on him. They're saying that, um, wow, let him finish a sentence, Kelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is an innocent victim here. <laughs> well, she's yeah, the he's, professional. She guy. knows what she's doing. He's a passenger. He's a passenger. It's a paycheck. Right. And Kelly's like, how do I get some fucking money, some income for this fucking guy? Do I have to put him in my goddamn show? She played the long game to get him his job, though, didn't she? Yeah, well, I mean, it worked out pretty well. She had to go through. For like 25 years. The problem is, you know, when she was thinking about it, she's like, oh, my God, how much money can I get in this shit? Oh, no, he can't make more than me. So, oh, let's oh. see. I guess I want him to make about half of what I make. I love the trope where um, Strahan used to have to do, like, bench her and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. now it's it's Mark Consuelos. <laughs> yes. But Seacrest never had to because he's, he's he weak. He couldn't do it. <laughs> Tiny man. So now she... Seacrest, <laughs> out! So, Jim, you got, uh, somebody sent me Headbangers Ball oh, from 1987 yeah. wow. with the host, Smash! 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 <laughs> and there's a lot of backstory here. I didn't remember, I didn't know Smash, so I was Smash. watching. And that was the first thing, I, I'm like, who's this fucking Smash guy? <laughs> Adam Smasher! It's Adam Smasher! Smash! <laughs> so anyway, I sent it to Jim. Jim was delighted and watched the whole thing. It's an hour, I don't know how many people remember Smash, MTV's Smash, Smash, Headbangers Ball, but it was like, it was heavy rock, heavy metal. It was that, was it like one hour a week? Yeah, I don't I think, think that was, was a like, daily show. It was their feature of heavy music because they were so into playing hits and, you know, Madonna, Michael Jackson, yeah. Prince, whatever the hot videos were, Duran Duran, that, you know, it became apparent that 
there was this love of heavy music. Yeah. And Guns N' Roses and hair bands come along, and hair bands, of course, were made for MTV. It was all hair bands on this. And you know what's weird is if you think about people who were, because this is, is this 87? Yes. Okay, when when this is uh, was shot, and it's really, there's a Guns N' Roses interview in there. It's like their first national interview. It made Rolling Stone's list of like, what is the top 50 moments in rock and roll or right. something? Really? <laughs> Not because it's a great interview. It's just they're so young. I have the interview. Here. Wow. Well, we have, have that full video. We have it on Headbangers Ball. Plus, we have that Adam Smasher. Who's fa- did you uh, cue up Adam Smasher? Jim? I'm sending it to Brandon so he can pull okay. it up right now. Adam Smasher is pretty fucking fascinating because he has to be cool. I mean, you have to be cool to be on MTV, which yeah. is a little yeah. weird. And he's a musician, which I didn't really know, but having read about him today, uh, Smash was a guy who played in bands, and he had a, an afternoon show on DC 101. Oh, cool. Washington. And in fact, he was really one of the first radio personalities I was ever aware of that was a big guy in rock, other than Steve Dahl mm-hmm. and the Chicago guys. And Steve and Gary had gone to The Loop, which was a talk show, because they had taken the whole rock and roll morning show thing to a whole new level by eliminating the music, which became, you know, <laughs> a fabulous thing. Yeah, the <laughs> thing to do. And Howard Stern was doing it. And I think those those two shows were really the first. Yeah. Steve Dahl and Howard Stern. And I think people will argue, they like to argue about which one did it first. I think it was Steve Dahl, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think, see, back in those days, you couldn't listen to each other. Yeah, that's right. You could hear about each other, and your consultant could come and go, oh, I got some tape of Steve Dahl, you know. Um, you could do that. I mean, some people did. I don't know that those two did. It was or a that sweet move did. by the consultant, too. Um, you should be more like this person. Exactly. You know? it's, oh, that's, it that's has been about 45 minutes in uh, that's uh, working in a lot of markets now. That's your coaching advice? Uh, <laughs> I've taken Steve Dahl's best bit, and I've gotten 20 other shows to do the exact same thing, <laughs> which they can't do nearly as well because they're not Steve Dahl, but nonetheless, I mean, that's... Consultants tried so hard to get everyone to conform to each other, and then when they did, they start writing articles about how nobody does anything original in radio. Exactly. <laughs> I know, that's, exactly. That's funny. That's their thing. Well, then um, Bob and Tom in Indy, they were really musicless, and there were just a few, though. There weren't that were many. Were they right away? Did they start out no, with music? No, 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 okay. no. No, barely anybody did. And, um, you know, Opie and Anthony were much later. That was like 96, 97 at WAAF, or maybe 93, 94. I don't know. And we were trying to do it in 93, really, was when we started doing it. But there weren't that many people doing it then. I'm trying to think who else was playing no music besides Howard, Dahl. There must have been some L.A. show, maybe. Oh, Mark and Brian. In Los Angeles, Mark and Brian were a big Maybe. deal. They weren't playing music. Philly? What's anybody in Philly? John DeBella always played music. Yeah. And Howard was syndicated in Philly and took over and just blew DeBella out of the water. In fact, he basically got DeBella's wife to divorce him because he ragged on John oh. DeBella so much. Then Howard had her on dial-a-date so he could set her up with a date, and then she committed suicide. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. Jeez. I know. <laughs> but uh, let's see. What are some of the other markets? Oh, Ron and Ron in Miami. We're doing a lot of talk in the rock format. I think they were all talk. Were Kevin and Bean always? I know. I'm not. Later? I think they were. I think that came around the same time we did. Okay. Because they got that job around the same time we started at Riff, I think. Maybe just a year earlier. Not much. But let's see. There were some Boston? San Jose. Who? Boston? BCN? Charles Lacuadera. 
They played a little bit it's of music. It's crazy you know all these. They would play. <laughs> a, they would play a few songs. Yeah, I know you were you were kind of aware of these people, but you didn't really get to listen to much. I had heard Charles because we were at AF against him, and BCN was so dominant, so it was very difficult. But um, Smash, Smash was the morning guy at Casey in 1991. Cool. When um, he'd gone from DC 101, and the reason I knew about him was because I started reading trade magazines when I first started working in radio. And I remember reading that Adam Smasher, better known as Smash, has signed a four-year deal at DC 101. It was like 100 grand a year. Wow. It was like, oh my God, 100 grand a year. And, and all these people at that time, you know, working in Christiansburg, Virginia, and Collinsville, Virginia, and Blacksburg, Virginia, and later Roanoke, Virginia. The only thing anybody ever said was, oh, you can't make any money doing this. Nobody makes any money doing this. But then seeing guys like Adam Smasher were making money and Stern and Dahl. And there were a few people, but not that many. Uh, it was, you know, it was kind of like, oh, oh, what's Smash doing? And then uh, I remember somebody told me a story about Smash. Smash. Had said shit on the air. I was like, oh, my God, he said shit on the air. Oh, my God. Fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> so he's really affected on Headbangers Ball because... He has to be cool. Yeah. And it's really weird when, <laughs> with Guns N' Roses, because, you know, they're Guns N' Roses. Mm. They're going to be this huge thing. They're already a pretty big thing. I mean, everybody knows it's coming. And I think MTV was playing them in pretty heavy rotation. Welcome to the Jungle had just come out. Yep. It was on this show. They did play it, too. Is that Smash? Smash back there? He looks like Danny McBride. Exactly. I was going to ask, oh who does God, he look he does. like? Looks like fucking Kenny Powers. He's got he an early mullet. Yeah. But Smash. Um, oh, there's one part, Jim. Did you catch the incredible cringe part of his interview with Guns N' Roses? Oh. Yeah, what, what, what? They went into, went into video and he goes, okay, at the count of four, let's rock. One, two, three, four, let's rock. Oh, but only the band one did not join him. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one person did. I do remember that. No. Oh my god, that was so brutal. That was. I mean, <laughs> I I rewound it like four times. It was so cringy and horrible. And I mean, you could almost feel their eyes rolling in their head because it's so stupid. Adler was just kind of Adler. He was in his own world. He had like a hubcap. He was playing with. Did you notice? <laughs> it's really what the weird. Fuck doing. That was like, Adler's appetite was not even a thought in his head. <laughs> oh, it's so cringy. And what happens at the end is oh, possibly the cringiest thing that has ever involved Guns N' Roses. It's so horrible. It's so <laughs> stupid. But anyway, we'll break it down. But first, uh, we just had a couple things to take care of. Um, I would think, I don't know why MTV wouldn't rerun some of this stuff. Oh my God, it was great. To, it was like watching public access. I'm like, this was on MTV? MTV yeah, of no. old. I mean, I think they could rerun a lot of the old shit they did. Drew, I would watch MTV if they aired I would this. Too. I would watch the Dokken and Dio videos even with it. Yeah. And all the stuff that was airing. It was kind of fun. The commercials were fun to watch. Oh, I mean, there was a lot of... Commercials were so much better back then, just concise, like, just They real really quick. were. To the point. The local news commercial was really interesting, too. <laughs> yes. I wonder if that was recorded, if it was Indianapolis. But I have another story about Smash, too. There's a very personal story. They came along later around 1991, before I came to Riff. It's really bizarre. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll get to the head, we'll get to the headbangers ball in a minute. Okay. Oh. In the meantime, uh, you have to put your trust in Christina Gennari. She and her team at KW Domain 
working real estate all over town. Uh, she has 20 years of experience, and she's been through all the ups and downs. So she's ready to help you. She scrambles when you need a home and um, the home of your dreams. She knows how to help you find it or when it's time to move. Go with the obvious choice. Christina Gennari, go to soulchristina.com. And Brandon, didn't you say she has a um, she has a seminar for people who are actually... Oh, I'm not aware of that. Right? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't, I don't have the details of that. But There's I do a, believe yeah. she is teaching some class. She is teaching. Oh, Mark told us that yesterday, that she's teaching some classes of, you know, for how to step through the process, how to find your own home. And um, she can also help you with the deal, 248-550-4788. You can call or text her. It's Christina Gennari. And Pam, of course, always there standing by in case of any kind of inclement weather tearing your house apart or any other thing that screws up insurance is a complete labyrinth and it's hard for anybody to understand it but they know all about it they they know how to get more money if you have like a pipe burst or some other insurance claim and they can help you even if you're in the middle of the claim they can come in and take over all you got to do is call pamfirst.com or click the logo on our website and uh, if you're thinking about retirement, how hard that can be, like shoveling snow or YouTube, try to cobble it together on the fly. We know how uncomfortable that is. Or you can give Luke Nowacki a call to see if he can help you. And he can at 248-663-4748. Securities Investment Advisory Service offered through Royal Land Associates, Inc., member FINRC, SIPC. Royal Lines Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and other marketing names, products, services, reference here, independent of Royal Lines Associates Inc. Did you finish them? Uh, yeah. All right, the Entenmans are sitting here now. How long can Trudy go without? I've had two. That's my limit. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. my limit. I I can just hear it now when I'm really in the middle of something just to... uh, (laughs) Just... God, you got eyes in the back of your head, (laughs) too. She tries to so quietly open the wrapper... He's totally paying attention to the draft, and I'm sneaking, like, a couple of... And I'm watching all your sketches. <laughs> okay, I have to update something that I referenced before the draft. Tig and Cheryl. Oh. Oh, boy. We are currently... The week. The way the week works, our Sunday show pops. It pops like my eyes if I'm wearing a blue shirt. Uh <laughs> It pops on Sunday, and then Monday, Tuesday, it pops more. And so after we don't have a couple shows, it drops usually, like to, I don't know, 160, 170. Why does that happen? Because we don't, people are downloading it less. Because they listen to it when it comes out. They'll continue right. to listen to it. And then, like, we're off for four days or something, and we do a show, boom, we'll just pop. To, we'll pop in the top 100. Mm. Because everybody will listen all at once, because they don't have a show to listen to. Well, Tuesday, Wednesday, other podcasts come out. So all of a sudden you've got all these other shows and Competing. they're popping because they're doing one a week or two, I know, one a week or two a week, like Tig and Cheryl. And so we'll, we'll go from like 100 to 120, 130. And then after Thursday's show, we'll, we'll pop. That's when we can really pop like to 79 or 80 or 90 or something like that. So anyway, it's, it's, we're recording, as we're recording right now, it's Thursday. So I'm going to make a prediction. As we speak, Tig and Cheryl... A True Story is ranked number 121 in Uh-oh. the United States in the comedy category. The Drew and Mike Show is ranked number 128. Oh! oh. <laughs> Fuck. Oof. Ow. However, prediction, and I will post it on Twitter tomorrow, we will be ahead of them tomorrow. Second Cheryl? 
If we're not, you'll never hear another word about it. <laughs> I was going to say, you, I think you're making yourself another Adam Rich uh, goal. I know. Why am I doing this to myself? Just more stress. <laughs> but Tig and Cheryl, come on. That's ridiculous. They review documentaries. How can that be beating us? Yeah, but Cheryl's oh. hot right now. Everyone's talking it's about true. her. Oh, this could hurt the show, though. That's great. Or it could help. <laughs> Start more. thinking like a troll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this this will hurt. I bet you it'll hurt the podcast. Possibly, yeah, but, but don't you think more people searching it, more people e- even hate listening yeah, to it? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know. That's the mind of a troll. Yeah, T- Tig Tig has been around a long time, and oh, she, yeah, Tig she is has, great. She has Tig has <laughs> her following. <laughs> Tig has developed an audience, a unique audience that probably isn't real drawn to our show, but that's Why okay. Not? I don't know. I mean, yeah, like comedy, like right? Comedy's comedy. Yeah, true. And actually, you know, the, being 128 in the comedy category is nothing to be ashamed of. I'm very proud of the fact that we're usually in the top 200, almost always in the top 200. So, I mean, it's really more of a credit to them than an insult to us. But I do take it personally. I'm not happy that they're ever ahead of us. When I look at their rank history, I see they're ahead of us. Probably more than most of them. I got to say, a lot of comedians plug Tignataro. So, I know. Yeah. She's got a big she gets platform. a lot of attention. That's why we're working on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. It broadens our platform. Lila brings just, in people from outside, which is why we're getting trolled so much. Lila just used me to get up here so she could get into the Lila! Oh. She's trying to eat the donuts. She's back. <laughs> She's Lila. fine now. Look at her. <laughs> when it was up high, she couldn't get to it or smell it even. Now it's too close. Yeah. All right. Um, She's staring at you to hypnotize you into giving her She wants more. me to do something about it. Okay. Um... We're going to do the Headbangers Ball, but we should get to the boner line, which is back in the Thursday rotation because it doesn't have video, so it really doesn't fit YouTube as well as we thought it would. It had a real bang when we came out the first time. We had the lost boner line, but most people will just wait till Monday. But why why wait till Monday? Let's just run it Thursday on the boner line where it originally was, and the YouTube experiment is not necessarily over, but probably over. And it'll be, it'll be replaced more than likely with uh, with Maz and Ryan on the draft or something of that nature or who knows what. But gotta anyway. get what's her name? Uh, Lara? What's oh her? Lara? Oh yeah, Lara. You you need to see Lara farting. It's really funny. She is it's so cute. A true fart fluencer. She's outstanding, creative. She is a force in the entertainment world. I'm predicting it. I think <laughs> she's like the it. cops lady. Yeah. She, oh, she's a nature. force. She's a force of nature. That's different. <laughs> well, she's a force of nature too. <laughs> The cops video, by the way, is done like it's one of our top videos. It's doing very well. It's constantly up there in like the top five or ten. It's always doesn't yeah. go away. Most of the things that we load on YouTube will be real active for two or three days, and then they just die. I mean, they just like they might get fifty views in a week or something, and they'll add a few hundred here and there. But they're they're pretty much dead to me. They're not worth watching because they're not picking up a lot of views. I'm telling you, she's a force of nature. I see her popping a new hundred like every every maybe once a day or oh, really? every other day. Yeah, no, it's amazing. If only she knew. Usually later at night. God, I wish there was another one of her. If I could only find another video of that lady. We should probably go through some more cop videos, though, because people are <laughs> loving watching it because they've heard the drops for 20 years, and now they can see the video, and the video is funny as fuck. You know she and her, her uh, deadbeat son have been in trouble before down there, so since. Know, how can we... F- I wish we could get find Get out of here. Get some kind of an update. We're trying to find Smash from the Guns N' really? Roses interview. Yeah, it's in the 50 most uh, seminal moments in rock <laughs> and roll, which I think might be an exaggeration. but Yeah, I think so. Let's but. get Brandon going in the boner line. 
209-66 boner. You can call it. You can text it. Well, YouTube's obviously going great. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to watch a video on your page, and I got hit with two ads before the video. There's uh, an ad first. I have an idea for your podcast. Yes. You know how you're always hitting paywalls when you try to read articles on your show and you only give us part of the information and all that bullshit? Uh, yeah. How about you take a page from the University of Michigan and set up a sponsorship for newspaper and magazine subscriptions from your listeners? Michigan! I would love to hear Drew say something like, I've got a list of the top 100 songs about boobs and the Dr. John and Nancy Summers memorial subscription to the Rolling Stone and I would like to read... <laughs> After the break. <laughs> and we'll be back with more right after these words. I think it's a good idea. I got a better Wait. idea. No fucking way. Hey, I got an audio separated at birth for you. Uh, Drew, when he was commentating and screaming after Mike crashed the oh, helicopter, and the Appalachian State announcers when oh, no. uh, they beat Michigan. 37 yard field goal. This is it. Oh, <laughs> this is it right here. And it's off the ground. It's already. It's Bruce like it's Goose. Bruce Goose. Snaps good. The whole. Block! Block! Oh! Oh! Talking about great silver dome fights in the stands. I saw awesome. a beauty in the mid nineties. It was a Sunday night game against the Vikings. You got a fucking problem, bro? Of course the people have been tailgating and drinking all afternoon. What do you want to do, huh? And uh this guy's head hit the rebar. It was like a rebar on the arm of the Ooh. silver dome. His forehead hit it, and when he popped up, he literally had a hole in his forehead, oh. and it looked like someone pulled the plug on an oil change, and oil and blood was just gushing oh. out. It was awesome. That was awesome. Great imagery. If I would have had a cell phone capability, then I definitely would have videoed that and posted it online. It's bouncing around the web like a beach ball at a Nickelback concert. Yeah, I think Mahomes' idiot brother was riding the bus with the angry bus driver, but uh, I'm not sure about that. You're so full of shit, Jackson. I'm done with it. <laughs> uh, the April 16th show. I didn't get that at Bruce first. Decides to let the world know that he hooked up with Matt, his wife, no homo. Did uh, Drew pretty his kids? Up with Matt and his wife. I actually ended up hooking up with Matt and his wife. Hope you brought some <laughs> condoms. So let me get this straight. Eli was on talking about how back in the day they used to hang out at the old sports cave there at the newsroom. After everybody was done for the evening, about the stroke of midnight, he and Rich Fisher would retreat back to Rich Fisher's office and get out a VHS of tranny porn? Did I fucking hear that right? Wow. That's a hell of a revelation. Bullshit. I'd like to thank uh, Eli Zarrett for uh, sharing Rich Fisher's uh, pornography habits. What about Amir Makeupson? Is she uh, a BBC fan? You're both idiots. Eli is the best. Do not get rid of Eli just because some of your crazy right-wing Drew and Mike fans say he's no good. Stinking idiots. He has a better reputation and more credibility than any of those guys could ever come up with when they take a dump. I read about that butthole contest. Yeah, I'm calling about the April 13th episode. Drew's talking about the Boston Marathon. I just want to say I've ran the Boston Marathon. Like that could have been me. Yeah, listening to the April 13th show, uh, Drew talking about his love for the start of the Boston Marathon. 
I was curious if you had any audio of anyone doing a countdown for the start of the marathon. Thank you. All right, everybody, let's get on. It's 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 3, 2, 1. You blew it! Damn it. Separated at birth, the man on the street in the Boston Marathon Netflix special. Boom, boom, bop, bop. And, yeah, hey. And we are the boom, boom. Then bop, bop. Oh, oh, bop, 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 bop. Big up, big up the whole island. Massive, it's your boy, Chattana. Oh, 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 bop, bop. Oh, oh, <laughs> back and forth. It was crazy. Big up, tune in. Hey, guys, uh, long-time listener here. Enjoy the show. But the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard is that Brandon can drink 24 beers. I don't believe you! I don't Drew, know. we need to get your forensic account on this ASAP. I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> New draft that you want to keep, uh, the April 12th show, two hours, three minutes, 25 seconds, Trudy Daniels. I did an upside-down beer bong. Trudy asked a question, <laughs> the empirical question, who came up with balls to the wall first? And Brandon, I have to correct you on that, an incorrect correction. Oh. Um, it was actually in Joe Dirk, the <laughs> beautiful blonde, uh, Tilt the World Girl. So later on today, I'm picking up my Hammy Roadrunner. That's right, I said Hammy. Wow. A Hammy. Balls to the wall. Oh, yeah. I left it here. Friend's house. Well, actually, it got towed two years ago. Balls to the wall. Audio separated at birth. Eric Mays and Big Willie from Cranky Anchors. Yeah, this Willie, can I help you? You didn't gaslight at me. I flush the damn thing down the toilet. You gonna yak and complain? Audio separated at birth. The Donahue maybe guy. Maybe. And Mark Consuelos, the father of that gigantic breasted, beautiful young girl. One thing you ever done with your life is make a hot daughter. That's it. That's it. That is it. Kelly Ripa's podcast promo. There's an audio separated at birth with the maybe guy let's talk off camera with kelly ripa we're seeing a different side yeah. of you maybe maybe it's a little bit more <laughs> honest yeah. things that you wouldn't be able to say on your tv show yes maybe she went in maybe and want to lay a couple of guys and it got out of hand i don't know, I don't you, know, know. you know it happens yes uh april 16th <laughs> Corey feldman laughs just like meth mom from cop Thank you very much. The song is called Without You. Turn that shit down. <laughs> My cell phone might sound like shit right now on this message, boy, but it doesn't sound as shitty as the breeders. The fact that you would dedicate so much time to such an absolutely shitty band. Get it together. Pull your heads out of your asses. And start <laughs> some rocks to some good music. Cannibal. Fucking good. I'd listen to that on the radio. <laughs> Clearly, the band T-Rex is a very, very hot topic for Drew. <laughs> the idea of bands that clearly plagiarize others and rip off their songs. <laughs> and nowhere is that more apparent than the Black Keys. Listen to a song called mm. Everlasting Light. All you need is like good the song. first eight to ten seconds and then smoothly transition over 
to Mambo Sun by T. Mambo Sun is an awesome. absolute blatant ripoff yeah. of Mark Bowling. That beginning. Should be arrested for thieves. Hey, thanks for uh, playing the chats. Oh my god. Went down the rabbit hole on YouTube. Some great shit. Those Leave me alone. Now that band is gonna be forever in my rotation. Bro, you guys rule. The chats fucking rule. <laughs> About time. You guys are great. I'm on Spy Time. So lay me alone. I'm on Spy Time. So lay me alone. I'm having a spell time. Hey, Brandon, uh, I got a band separated at birth for you. You're talking about the band The Chat? They sound a lot like the fictional band The Beats from the Nickelodeon show Doug. So if you could hit me with the comparison. <laughs> Lyrics are similar. Nine sixty-six boner. You can call it. You can text to it. You can send links and pictures and all that fun stuff. That song is impossible not to sing along with. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's an earworm for sure. Are people digging the chats? I was upstairs for the end of the boner line. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, Good. everyone loved them. Excellent. Um, I got to tell you, one of the most bizarre stories I've seen in a while. I'm first of all, I'm really happy that people are being called on their shit and I hope it continues. And I'm, I don't have a target in mind. I just, anyone who is bullshitting um, or just outright lying or, or just doing a half-assed job of telling the I truth. I call out Jim Bentley. He sucks. <laughs> oh, I know Hawk is all over Bentley. I don't know what, I don't know what happened between you guys, but. Well, maybe I messed, uh, had sex with his mom. <laughs> Mom? Long time ago. Yeah. Wow. Wrong. <laughs> you wouldn't know, huh? All right. Here's someone who honestly. <laughs> <You> wish. <laughs> I don't dislike this person terribly. I think he's a pretty friendly guy. I think he might be a well-meaning guy. But Mike Lindell, every time I see him with Trump or just popping off, even on Kimmel, where I thought he was a likable guest. I don't know if you saw him on Kimmel. Yeah, well, I think times. Kimmel got along with him fine. It's just that yeah. Mike Lindell keeps insisting that something that isn't true is true. Mm -hmm. Mr. My Pillow himself, Mike Lindell. So Mike Lindell, uh, this is last year, offered five million dollars if you could prove Mike wrong. This is at a cyber symposium. He said he had data showing that Chinese interference. Um, I believe this is in the election. It's kind of complicated. I'm not going to get all that into it, but. He basically said he would pay $5 million to anyone who could prove that this what this Chinese interference in the 2020 election was not true. So it was a, literally a challenge with rules. Prove Mike wrong. And uh, a private arbitrator has ruled that 63-year-old Robert Zeidman, a computer forensics expert, is entitled to the $5 million. Oh. He is the only claim that was submitted... And it went to arbitration because Mike Lindell refused to pay. Wait, he's what? the only one who submitted a claim? Yeah, there was a lot of work involved. I mean, you had to do some. Okay. He's a computer guy. Right. And he, he is also conservative. 
He's a, he vote, said he voted for Trump twice, which but was that, driving the Washington Post commenters crazy. But that five million. Oh, uh... uh, yeah. Um, I thought that was funny because um, I figured the Washington, you know, I read the Washington Post version of the story because it was in my email. And um, I was like, oh, God, I can't wait to see the comments because, of course, the Washington Post audience was like, fuck it. You know, naturally, they were happy. And I'm sure a lot of people are happy that he has to pony up because they're just sick of hearing from Mike Lindell and they're sick of probably sick of his name. Um, but because Zeidman, the guy that won the $5 million, calls himself moderately conservative, the commenters just couldn't take that. It's like, he voted for Trump twice. He is not moderately conservative. He's a fascist. <laughs> and it was like, Jesus Christ, calm down, people. Plenty He's of not mo- moderately conservative. Plenty of moderate conservatives voted, voted for, for Trump. Trump. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, oh, and there were some funny oh, comments, boy. too. Mike's going to be crying into his pillow tonight. And, <laughs> um, but anyway, the, the arbitrator ordered Lindell to pay Zeidman $5 million within 30 days. Lindell reached for comment, wow. said, they made a terribly wrong decision. This will be going to court. Well, actually, it already, already. did, Mike. Yeah, already, already, it's already there. And <laughs> the contest rules submitted in arbitration said disputes will be resolved exclusively by fine, final and binding arbitration, which just happened. Oh. And binding arbitration is very, very rarely overturned. I mean, it's yeah. it's virtually impossible that this will be overturned. What? Money. Hence binding. Yeah, it's subject. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's subject. There part have of, been reviews. There have been reviews by courts, but they're very rare. So, um, and Lindell is also being sued by Dominion Systems for $1.3 billion. And Smartmatic, too. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, I really don't follow this that carefully. You know, when the information came, when it came out today, I knew nothing about this challenge or anything. How much money can he have left, though? He's a billionaire. Is he really? Billionaire. Yeah. He's, he's a billionaire. I thought so, yeah. There's a lot of money, though, that, I mean, like, didn't well, he... $5 million here. Uh, I would assume, now... I could be wrong because Mike Lindell may not want to listen to his attorneys. I would assume his attorneys will settle with Dominion Systems. Yeah. They're not going to go to court. He's I lose. see. I see a net worth varying from fifty to three hundred million for Mike Lindell. Oh, okay. Well, the internet wins. He used to be a billionaire. Um, you know, I don't. He may. He may have lost a lot of pillow business over this. Yeah, that and. And the fact that, you know, he's been draining it here and there, you know, being at the campaign. Yes, and spending a lot of fucking money. <laughs> I love his pillows. I love his sheets. I love his mattress topper. I just don't understand these people who are suddenly foisted upon us in a major way. And in this case, you know, hey, you said to prove it. The guy proved it. Pay the fucking money, Mike. And I thought Mike Lindell was the kind of guy that would actually pay it up. Yeah, well, I would think I, he so. He seems like a fairly stand-up guy in that regard, at he, least. He made but, this comment. Hey, kiss my ass, bitch. I'm paying you shit. <laughs> well, he's going to pay this. I mean, unless he can prove he's bankrupt or something, yeah, but he's he also, will be paying. He seems to kind of be a little stubborn, too. Oh, like yeah, a little, little bit. So little bit. I can see him maybe not wanting to pay. And uh, Robert Zeidman, man, 63. Do uh, you want to look up Robert Zeidman, Brandon? Sure. Well, if, he's from, I believe he's from out west if, somewhere. If Robert Zeidman has proven, what, what, was the, uh, what did he have to prove again? That he had to prove that there, that there was not Chinese interference, interference in the election. In this specific case that Lindell, who, by the way, is also claiming that he changed the challenge because somebody... You can't change the challenge. No. It's, I, it's issued. No, it's ridiculous. But he claims that he left something out of the challenge because he was afraid of 
it's ridiculous. I mean, it's totally Tough ridiculous. Shit. But isn't that germane? Like, if he actually proved it, Zeidman proved it, and Lindell submits to that, isn't it germane to the case against? Oh, Dominion Systems? No, this is very specific. Doesn't it kind of help prove that This is just one specific thing. I don't think Mike Lindell has a chance against Dominion Systems. I don't think. I don't know. Except that, you know, defamation, you do have to prove malice. Uh, Now, with Fox News, they had private text messages and, you know, that probably said a lot of malicious things about a lot of people. Um, It's not always easy to prove malice. But this, with the Trump verdict, or the uh, Fox News verdict... I would think that his people would be telling him, you've got to settle this. It's going to be so expensive to litigate. You're going to lose, and it's going to cost you a lot of money. He doesn't have Fox News money. Doesn't it cost him more than to fight on as well? Like if he's trying to take it to court, it would cost more. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of intrigued to see what it does settle for, because that I'm sure they are looking at his net worth and going, let's see, can we get all that, or can we just get this part of it? Uh, But. Oh, my God. What a fucking idiot. And the guy's smart enough to make $300 million and then dumb enough to lose it over this. I'm just glad people are calling people out on their bullshit. And I hope there's more of it. I really do. And I saw another story that made me think the same thing today. Um, Maybe not in the way people might expect that uh, someone would look at this. But this is a horrible story. Actually, the two Michigan stories I was looking at today, there's a, there's just crazy shit going on. Highland Park, for example, is oh being boy. told, you pay off your fucking water bill or they're cutting the water off for the entire city of Highland Park. Jesus. And they don't have $24 million. I don't know how a city cannot pay for water for 12 years or 11 years. I don't know how that works. But I got the impression that other places in Oakland County were paying their water bill for them. Really? And they just said, we can't do this anymore. Is that why my water bill is so high? I don't know. So I, they owe this, I wondered. They my owe water this bill is so high. On top of what was already paid for, like probably this twenty-four is, million was already paid for, and they still owe twenty-four. They owe probably you know fifteen million, but with interest and you know penalties and all that, it just keeps going up. And they claim oh, it's all bullshit. We don't know anything. It's like no, you haven't paid for water in years. Shut up. You owe the money. But they're claiming bankruptcy, and Granholm's got to help us, and we'll see. I suspect Granholm, the state Granholm. is not going to let— How's <laughs> she going to help? Big Gretch. She's the governor of the state. She can help. I mean, somebody Gr- you can said, help. You said Granholm. I, oh, Granholm. I'm sorry. Uh, Gretchen. I would suspect that they're not going to let an entire city in Michigan go without water. Uh, somebody is going to not allow that to happen. Didn't Jackson, Mississippi go without water, though? I mean, aren't they Did they cut them without off? Without water? They couldn't. They they didn't have the. Well, that was a that was a because of storms, wasn't it? That was I think broken pipes or corroded pipes yeah. and stuff like that. Well, that's but different. They, down, but they never fixed they it. They can't have water. They're I mean, corroded. this is a matter of dollars and cents. I, I would be surprised. <laughs> I would really be surprised if the city of Highland Park is shut off of water because that's what they're talking about. Shutting off the pipes. Shut off send, the water. Send water to anyone in Highland Park. Yeah, and I guess I guess no one in Highland Park's paid for water either because it's not like they're paying the bill and Highland Park's just, we're just going to hold the money in escrow. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think anybody's paid a water bill there. Man, nobody can um, shower. Nobody can. Yeah. That's then um, uh, the Jim Matthews story, the WWJ overnight guy that was so violently, brutally murdered. That story was so horrible. One day I took a bunch of notes on it and I read the whole story, two stories inside out. And we got down here and we were doing the show and I was about to talk and I was like, I can't even talk about it. It's so horrible what happened to this guy. 
and his friend and her family, um, Arthur Williamson, was having an affair with Jim Matthews' girlfriend that allegedly Jim Matthews knew about. I kind of go, I did Jim Matthews. We know he knew about that. He's not here to say whether he knew about it, but she claims that he knew about it. And Arthur Williamson uh, liked to smoke crack with Jim, Jim's girlfriend, and they'd fuck, and Jim would be at work at WWJ. Oh. And so Jim's coming home. Crack is whack. And Arthur Williamson, I guess it's not enough to smoke crack with uh, his, you know, his girlfriend. Um, let's see, what is her name? Is it Vicky something? Uh, Nicole. Hmm. For some reason, he ties her up. And then while she's tied up, he takes a hammer to her son, hits him in the head with a hammer, throws him in a closet, and when Jim Matthews walks in the door, he starts hammering him in the head. Jesus. Oh, God. And as Jim Matthews is trying to crawl to the bathroom, he slits his throat. And oh. his girlfriend, his girlfriend, by the way, sleeping with this crank dealer, um, she actually, I think she saw some of this and she heard all of it. And then they eventually got away and he tried to overdose in the basement and unsuccessfully, unfortunately. And so today he, it was essentially a plea, but there were so many charges that he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life. He's guilty and he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life. But what caught me about the story was this guy has a 30 year criminal record. It's just like, uh, it's like a scroll, his rap sheet, you know, and then, and as I'm reading the charges, I'm going, wait, assault with intent to commit murder and kidnapping. How is he even out and this is true of a lot of people now. I mean, people in New York are going crazy and some other cities, too, about some of the people who are just getting unleashed on the, on the streets for either small bail or no bail. And, you know, this case, uh, this is probably a much more standard case, but what the fuck? And then over in Saginaw, an optometrist is going to prison for 10 months. Did anybody hear about this guy, the optometrist? No. no. 62 years old. Kenneth Pylon is his name. Pylon! And when uh, when the whole BLM thing was going on, the George Floyd period, mm -hmm. Starbucks announced that they had made, uh, let's see, was it 245,000 BLM shirts for their employees to wear? And Pylon did not like this. Kenneth Pylon was very angry about this. He did not appreciate BLM one bit. And so he started making threatening phone calls to Starbucks. He started calling Starbucks two days after the announcement that they had the, it was 250,000 employees. How about just not going to Starbucks? No, I, it's totally stupid what he's doing. And, and this is what a lot of people do. People troll people. People get so angry about something that they take it out on the wrong people or they, I, you know, it's just so fucked up how angry and nasty people are, including this guy. And... Anyway, he he starts, uh, let's see, I, you know, they called it, it's really a civil rights violation because he would say things like, um, the only good N-word is a dead N-word, you know, to the people that answer the phone. Oh, catchy. Oh, that's what he's saying? Yeah, that's what he'd that. say Wait, to the person at Starbucks. Not Starbucks, he, yeah. and he just... Yeah, he would just say something stupid like that. Did you see what he, this guy looks like? I, uh, he's a oh big, big guy, isn't he? Oh my God. Yeah, he's a, well, I wouldn't call him big. He's 
He's he's not tall, but he's just five a, six. He's just a, a little grumpy old man. You know that song by uh, the president uh, of the United States of America, Lump. Just, they wrote oh, Lump. that about him. <laughs> in my, Wait, my Brandon, God! Are you saying he's not a big guy? Because he looks like a fat fuck to he's me. Five six. Yeah, I mean he's not tall or anything. He's rotund. I would say he but is in the fat fuckula category. <laughs> He looks Beyond. old and grumpy. If somebody said, oh my God, it's Fat Fuckula. And I saw that guy, I would think that was really Fat Fuckula. How old is he? He's 62. Wow, that's an old 62. Anyway, he um, he Shoot. he just could not deal with the Starbucks people wearing the BLM shirts. Now, he wasn't the only guy that was mad about it. A lot of people I, I were I cannot see him as a it. Starbucks customer, actually. Anymore. I can't see him as being 62. No. He looks 82. Yeah, he doesn't look good. Um, this is not uh, this is not going to improve his life, and his life doesn't look like it will. He's an optometrist. I mean, <laughs> what? Um, he is? Yeah, he's an optometrist. Yeah, that's what one of the shocking things about the story was. You know, when they got to the bottom of who it was, this guy just trolling Starbucks, and then uh, let's see, he also. Um, Let's see. What was it? Who else is he calling? He's calling Kroger, I think, and he was leaving nooses at Kroger and 7-Eleven. He left a noose in the cooler with a note that said, an accessory, an accessory to be worn with your BLM shirt. Happy protesting. He just hated BLM. That's not the way to get someone to change. No. Um, <laughs> yes. Not going to work. I, I don't think being a racist really helps to sort of mitigate the protesting about racism. Oh, shit. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck up, Hawk. <laughs> Hawk. Oh my God, Hawk is all over Jim. But it was a civil rights case, and that's Captain probably obvious. that's probably why he's going to jail because it's a civil rights case. This, you know, to make to call nine Starbucks and to leave a note at Seven Eleven and to go to Kroger and I think there was one other store and leave nooses. You know, it's it's a terrible thing to do, but it's typically not something you would think people would go to prison for. In fact, you know, naturally, uh, a lot of the, and this is just, it's so typical. A lot of people are very angry about this because, you know, well, the people setting buildings on fire, they don't go to jail. Well, okay, Some maybe they do. should go to jail. <laughs> Not many of them. Right. Uh, maybe they should go to jail. They should go to jail. If you set a building on fire at a BLM riot or a mostly peaceful protest, you should go to jail. But so this fucking asshole is a piece of shit. I mean, he's just trolling and scaring people and... <laughs> You know, leaving nooses, and he's just a fucking menace. So um, I think that uh, I thought about, you know, what I thought about when I was reading this was I thought about mostly women who get stalked for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And like the story Mark was talking about the other day, the stalking involved in that case was so frightening and scary and went on for so long. It involved so many Phone calls and text messages and messages. And this guy was a, a freaky, mentally unhinged guy. And the system just didn't do anything about it. They just, I until he does something or you get a restraining order. Restraining order means nothing. And, you know, women end up being uh, killed. And a lot of times it's their ex-spouse or their ex-boyfriend that's doing the stalking. Are you trying to say this guy shouldn't go to jail then because he didn't do anything No, yet? I'm trying to say that uh, because he's a civil rights case, he goes to jail. I want these other fuckers who are stalking yes. and badgering and haranguing people for no reason. I want them going to jail, too. I want the fucking system to have some teeth when it comes to these people who are attacking other people for no fucking reason. And it just, it, it's because... But if they send people to jail, uh, people take advantage of it, too. 
So it's it's lose lose. They're gonna go, oh my boyfriend was doing this and he really wasn't. And like, <laughs> where do you draw the line? That's the danger. Well, <laughs> most stalking cases though. I mean, this case. Yeah, Jim's on team stalker. <laughs> um, most stalking good. cases, there's so much evidence. I mean, yeah. what it takes to get a restraining order can be difficult. I mean, there are restraining orders that are turned down. Eh, that's not enough. But you know, when somebody is constantly calling, 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 and says, no, don't call. I don't want your dick pics. I don't want your phone calls. I don't want your text messages. I blocked you. And it keeps coming and coming, and they're following them around. And, you know, like Caitlin Armstrong was following that Mo Wilson girl around. Now, not a, a stalking level, probably, but um, it's not that I don't want this guy to go to jail. I'm fine with him going to jail. He's a fucking menace. And he was, for some reason, he drove himself insane. Uh... I don't know. I don't know why this bothers him so much. He must probably is a lot of racist to be leaving nooses at <laughs> at Seven Eleven yeah. and uh, Kroger and Walmart and Goodwill. But I mean, and it, Goodwill. Yeah. What? This guy was just leaving them well, everywhere. Basically, wherever people fell out of his pocket. He was very much against people at businesses wearing BLM shirts. That was what was really his big yeah. peeve was, do I have to see this fucking BLM thing everywhere I go? When I go and spend my money, do I have to go see a BLM shirt? I, I, Which, think, I think what would be justice is if he were to go blind or they would blind him so he didn't get to see any of those things because he's an optometrist. Oh, it would help him out. Yeah. It would help him, yeah. Then Good idea, Trudy. <laughs> well, uh, I don't then know. Then he'd if, have to, like, feel their <laughs> shirts. Yeah, I don't think they. Uh, I don't think that was much of an option. But he got ten months in prison. He got one year supervised release. Wow. And but honestly, if there weren't civil rights, if it was not a civil rights case, nothing. They, they wouldn't happened. do anything. They wouldn't do a fucking thing. And they don't do anything if you're not. You know, now Governor Whitmer. If you stalk Governor Whitmer or a pol politician, you're going to pay the price. If you, as you should. Yeah, if you stalk a uh, something that relates to a civil rights case, you're going to pay the price. If you just stalk a woman. You're not, you can do that forever. You can do that, Trudy. I could stalk you and stalk you and stalk you. I could follow you for the next six days, everywhere you go. I could bring a ladder up to your house and look in the window, and I could go everywhere you go. I could wait for you to leave work, and you couldn't do a thing about it. You could call the police, and they'd come and talk to you, and they'd be really nice. And Say, oh, is it Drew again? It's that Drew guy? You'd give them some swag, and you'd have a nice, happy conversation, but no, I'm not going to jail. No. You're not. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. Uh, it's true. But uh, the mm. same thing that's going on with this guy, I think some of these people who are pouring up Bud Light on social media, I think they're doing this the same thing. They're going nuts yeah, it's, over it's this Yeah, it's a virtue fucking... signal but for the other yeah. side. But, but I, think that, I think these little stupid things are driving people crazy. Now, this guy is probably crazy based yeah, on what he did. I would agree. And I think, honestly... If you're pouring Bud Light out on social media, you're not as crazy, but it's a little crazy. I don't know. I just see people are just getting so bugged by well, things that really shouldn't bug them that much. But I will admit, uh, I thought the Bud Light ad was really stupid. I'm not going to go shoot out a 12-pack in my backyard. But uh, I understand when people say, oh, God, I'm so sick of it. And the guy that wrote the letter about his workplace and all these fucking you know, seminars they have to go to. That would that's driving oh. a lot of people out of their minds. So much is thrown in everyone's face, and I'm not saying you know trans stuff, but just we have to hear it all. Yeah, it's it's wearying. I have actual audio of when Kenneth Pylon pulled into the, uh, <laughs> the parking lot today. This was what he was jamming to. They kind of sound like a Lincoln Park song or something. Yeah, kind of. 
Well, Pylon, uh, he's going to be cooling his heels. Dilly, dilly. You know what else he has to do? He has to, uh, he has to be treated for mental health. Which I thought was interesting because so rarely are people really treated that go to prison. I mean, that's really <laughs> good. They don't point. do shit. To, they don't do shit with people. They just uh, send them on their way. Um, Livonia also was a great story in Livonia. Um, people waking up, going out to work, and but to get in the car and realizing, hey, my car's on blocks. <laughs> Somebody's stealing oh. all four tires of cars in Livonia. They just got, they're on blocks. They're literally on blocks when they go outside. How fucked is that? (laughs) So they caught a a U-Haul truck. Um, It's a U-Haul box truck. And God, it's got this really bright light on it too. And it was on somebody's surveillance camera at 2.30 in the morning. It just stops. And people get out, they take all four tires off. They throw them in the oil and take off. Like a pit crew. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, they are like a pit crew. They're pretty quick. How do you so, change those tires so fast? What? How much money is there in stealing tires in, in a U-Haul That's why they have to truck? steal a lot of them. Maybe. That yeah, they got, tw- I think, 12 cars at least. Um, this you'd, is, be, you'd be surprised. I don't know how much they're worth, but... Yeah, probably more than I think. Oh, they got the they got the wheel cover too. Yeah. What if you get them all off and all and you and you realize that they're, they're like down to no tread at all, and you've gone through all that? <laughs> well, yeah, back on. And, and they're they on get under you haul and they use the quarter trick. With yeah, the, they might. <laughs> they might Washington measure the tread head. before they do it. And then uh, this brilliant move by Shri Thanadar, who's proposed naming a federal building on Michigan Avenue the Conyers Federal Building after John Conyers, oh, the civil rights icon. I am and, Shri Thanadar. And I'm going, you know, Shree, you seem like a really good guy, but John Conyers, remember when he dis- when he resigned in disgrace right. because he was sexually assaulting all those women? In fact, John Conyers was very popular, uh, or the nude move was very popular with John Conyers, where wow. women would, hey, could you come into my office, Betty? And they'd walk in and John would be nude. Oh, jeez. He'd bring out his big hog. Well- um <laughs> Is that in the story? It was big, too? No, they didn't say that. And they didn't oh, okay. say it's hog, either. I was going to ask, but, maybe they called it a hog and you just imagined it? Big. No, he was into the nude move. He was. Okay. He liked the nude move. He had uh, confidential settlements with taxpayer dollars with people. And the pressure was so immense, he tried to give up his committee assignments. And uh, I'll just uh, I'll just be a regular senator without any other bullshit. And then... Uh, the pressure was so, I mean, everyone was telling him, you have to fucking resign. This is not, not going to cut it. And, of course, his wife went to prison for three years for taking bribes. Um, so, I don't know, I think Shree's a little off his shit on this. <laughs> um, I know Shree's very emotional because he has John's uh, seat. Oh. So he's trying to, well, let's show some respect for the great civil rights icon, John Conyers. But when when you heard about this, did you hear about the federal building that he wants to name it this after John no, Conyers? No, I did not. You didn't hear no, it? Okay. Uh-uh. The first thing I thought of was, wait a second, he resigned in disgrace. Right. <laughs> he resigned in disgrace. There were multiple women. There was a woman who said he who tried to go up her dress while he was driving. And she said the only thing that made him stop was the car swerved and a cop pulled him over. <laughs> and then there was a woman that uh, said uh, he he made her go to a hotel to do some important business. And then there was no business. He immediately tried to, to proposition for sex. And then he did, uh, actually forced, I don't know what, what kind of, she said she was groped and, you know, this and that. And there were other stories the same way. You can't name a federal building after him. But put on the new news. I queued it up. I think I queued it up. And watch how this story is. The story's not uh, ex- told the way I told it. <laughs> For some reason, something is left out of this story. Huh. 
Seven? You'll never guess what it is. Yeah, Channel 7 at noon. They just had amnesia about the whole thing, huh? Ah, well, you'll see. They left one thing out. Honoring civil rights icon and a long-serving lawmaker, Congressman Cherie Tanadar introducing a bill that honors his predecessor, Congressman John Conyers. He is proposing renaming the federal building on Michigan Avenue in downtown Detroit. Oh, but of course, we can't do that because... Conyers was a civil rights leader, lawmaker, and voting rights champion. He was the longest-serving African-American member of Congress representing Detroit for more than 50 years. Oh, there's a big painting of him. Well, today... Oh, Oh, wait, so we're just going to blow off the (laughs) other part, huh? No, they said all the good things. You heard that, right? So the painting is is that... Was he nude? I was looking down. I didn't see whether he was doing the nude nude. movement. No, he was not nude. It was a a portrait painted of him. He probably commissioned it himself. But that's the third time I've seen the story. No one's mentioned the resignation. Wow. What is that? Is that too awkward to mention? Is Is it something that should be ignored? No, no, not at all. What the fuck is going on? And I picture his building being named after him. 200 years from now, it gets renamed because they bring all this stuff up. Yeah, they're going to find something and say, hey, hey, 200 years ago, they named this after this guy, John Conyers. Can you believe what he did? Let's rename it. It'll be this really solemn ceremony. The civil rights. (laughs) The civil rights icon, John Conyers, who served from 1965 to 2017. John Conyers, Senator Conyers, what a legacy he leaves behind. Let's unveil the building. And they'll unveil the sign or something. Right applause. And let me see if the the Detroit News mentions it. Maybe they'll just have a mention. Hmm. Whoa, Joe, Lyons should pass on Jalen Carter in a first-round QB. Oh, we have a different mock draft. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But I'll, uh, I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, let's see, is it even... This has got to be in the paper, right? I just would think this would be a pretty big part of the story. Someone would mention all the things that... Yeah, am I going to be the only one that remembers that? Did everyone just forget? I'm just Googling right now, um, and uh, I don't see any of it. The the Thanedars? No, just uh, to, you know... Oh, they're not mentioning that part of the story. Recap some of his issues. Oh, wait, here we go. Thanedar to rename Federal Building. Melissa Nan Burke, Detroit News. Let's see if Melissa is telling part or all of the story. Shri Thanedar circulating a bill. One of his predecessors, who had Democrats, said Conyers, who's the longest-serving black member of Congress, is a hero, civil rights leader, and legend who's admired and beloved in the 13th District. I believe that the only federal building in my district has not been named, should be named after John Conyers. He was a civil rights leader, a voting rights leader. He was the first Medicare. Okay, I'm honoring Detroit. Building on Michigan Avenue House's office with the Internal Revenue Service. Thanedar said he has tremendous respect for Conyers' work and his constituents do too. Though it's acknowledged it's possible. Oh, good job. Uh-oh. It's possible the measure could spark controversy. Conyers was among the first public figures forced out near the start of the Me Too movement amid allegations he sexually harassed or mistreated several. Okay, good job. No, that definitely deserves mention, whether... I think it deserves headlines because it's ludicrous you would name anything after him. At the very least, mention. That's not good. I know. I just feel like we do this now, though. We just pretend. I mean, not just this story. It is tragic, too, that he taints all of his... (laughs) 
civil rights moves with uh, the, the nude move and the other Paint. things. Yeah, I mean, nobody... Paint. Grabbing ass in a car. Nobody wants to take anything away from him, but you can't be naming buildings after him. I mean, this was going on for decades, by the way, this harassment of women. Oh, yeah. And the no, verbal no. abuse, too. I mean, it was a very complicated, long story, and there were multiple, multiple women involved. Let's see. I'm checking one other place that, that might... I just mentioned the story. Um, yeah, free press stories, all the ones that are coming up are about him resigning in disgrace. What if I put in Shri uh, Thanadar and John Conyers, then it's got to come up. How do you spell Shri? S-H-R-E-E. No, I. R-I-T-H-E-N-A-D-A-R. A-N-E-D-A-R. Shri Thanadar wins 13th Congressional District. Google me, bitch! You know more than Google? Yeah, Free Press doesn't have a story yet. No, I see a Free Press story, but no mention. Oh, no mention. They left it out. Who's the author? Uh, Todd Spangler, Clara <laughs> Hendrickson. Spangs! Wait, did two people... Spangs! Yeah, they needed two people two to people write Two people worked it. on the story, and they couldn't remember that part. No, and basically <laughs> they just talked about Shree growing up poor and all the all the usual talking points. Are you positive they don't mention it at all? I mean, I browsed it. You're I don't Shree. see... Shree! Yes. Shree! <laughs> Shree! No. Oh, I bet he knows now. <laughs> I would think so. I, although if he's watching certain places, he won't find out. Um, I am Sri Tanidar, and I approve this message. You know what else I noticed uh, as I was reading the story and going, because I, I thought, well, it seems like I'm looking at this story. So I Googled, you know, John Conyers' allegations, and I, I started reading it and making a couple notes. <laughs> and then I noticed that at the, in the story when he resigned, um, no remorse, zero, less than zero remorse. And he said that he wanted his son to take over his seat to continue his legacy. Oh, wow. Jeez. Anytime anyone mentions their own legacy, <laughs> I feel like you must be an incredible narcissist. How can, how can anyone say it out of their own mouth? When other people say it, but, you know, I would like my legacy in radio to be as follows. <laughs> this so sounds horrible, doesn't it? Yes. I hate it when people do that. And the same thing with people that have portraits of themselves, like John Conyers and Jim Nance. Jim Nance. <laughs> so gay. <laughs> it's just so brutal. Or like a portrait of yourself, like John Lennon or something, having those four pictures. Isn't that brutal? If you make it yourself, you make it for yourself. I mean, a lot of people painted John Lennon. Um, yeah, he oh, okay. did paint himself. You're right. I used to beat <laughs> off with John. Okay. He sketched himself. Hawk! <laughs> hawk! That wasn't Hawk. I didn't think that was Hawk. I used to beat off with John. At least John Lennon was an artist when he painted himself. He didn't paint himself. He sketched himself. Okay. okay. But John Conyers had to commission it. Well, I guess what I was getting at, don't you have a picture like that of yours? I'd like to commission isn't it behind oh, you? Oh, no, I did not paint that. That was given to me. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you're vindicated. And it's a that war is a hall. reference to Paul and Tom jerking it's, off it's, together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cheap Warhol. That's well, actually cool. It commissioned. It was and given you, to me. To your credit, it's on the ground. It's not yeah, like it's, hanging up front and center somewhere. That's true. By the way, what a nice picture that it's is. Cool. Look at that. It's very cool. Hawk! Hawk! <laughs> Hawk, take care of him! Was it me? <laughs> All right, uh, Headbangers Ball. The ball. Let's take a quick look at the Headbangers Ball as a uh, smash. Smash. 
was the MTV personality Smash, it turned out, was doing a morning show in St. Louis when Zip and I got a call in Phoenix where we'd been fired. And we were asked, would you guys like to audition for a job at Casey in St. Louis, Casey 95? And we're like, oh, fuck yeah. So we flew in, we brainstormed, we uh, we did the best prep we could for the first day, and then we figured, well, we got a production studio after the first show. So, and we even brought some production with us. Whoa! And, yeah. Wow. And um, we've noticed right away the first morning that uh, it wasn't really friendly. It was like, wait, they wanted because I was told they wanted to keep a couple pieces of the show. They just needed a host. Uh huh. And so I thought, well, these guys want to. They want to be part of it. So they'll. And they weren't that helpful in a lot of ways. Yeah, boy. This is really weird. And then um, found out at the end of the show that we couldn't get in the production studio. The production studio was, the production studio was locked. And Ted I was like, Williams in there? What? Uh, no, Ted wasn't in there. Whoa, was it Ted Union? Ted was in Columbus. Okay. Um, knock, it, knock. May I come in? I think it was a union building, but it was not locked at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh. It's just that they had locked us out. Oh, and uh, so I was like, Carl, Carl the intern, who's mm -hmm. still there. Carl the <laughs> they still call him Carl the intern. <laughs> and John Hewlett was doing the news. And John ended up the morning guy. Like two morning people after that, John Hewlett got the morning show. And he's been in the morning show for like 45 years. He's still there. And the U-Man -Man was great. The U-Man was a little frosty at first. Mm. It was a little weird. But we didn't know what was going on. When the production studio was locked, Carl, the intern, told us that, well, um, I think a lot of people really like Smash. Like, who's Smash? Smash is on vacation. Uh-huh. It's like, Smash is on vacation? What do you mean? Well, Smash is the morning guy, and you guys are, like, in here for the week, and, you know, we all work with Smash. And it's like, oh, I get it. Okay, so they figured out, they knew we were auditioning for the job. But Smash was still employed, and Smash was coming back after our week. So they didn't really want to help us because they liked Smash. They, wanted they were loyal to Smash. Put together a Smash best of for the week. Yeah, because they wanted a new morning show. Because they weren't the morning show wasn't doing that well. But everyone was uh, fighting back against the man. Yeah. I don't think they knew that Smash was not going to come back. He was going to come back, but it was going to be brief until they found the new morning show. So anyway, um, U-Man got on the uh, Drew and Zip train when we did Stump the Staff because U-Man was a, a, just an absolute savant for sports information. And we were playing Stump the Staff and somebody tried to stump us on a ballooning question. And U-Man <laughs> came running in the room with the answer. Wait, do wow. they actually call him U-Man or is that your Yeah, no, from? they call him U-Man. Okay. U-Man! <laughs> um, and U-Man, it was weird because... It was so it was so fucked up. We actually had a great week there. We didn't get the job, which was really stupid. I, I kind of, in a way, wished we had at the time. But then, as things worked out, we got to riff. Sad. Three months later, I think, or two months later, or we got the job maybe a month and a half later. But we didn't start until November. But um, the human, oh god, was it weird? The human had been had been suspended. He did public address for the St. Louis Cardinals and the St. Louis Blues hockey. He had lost both those jobs, and he was suspended from the air because he had played this thing off the Woodstock album that said it was a warning of nuclear war. Uh -huh. It was a joke oh. on the Woodstock album, and their competitor had sent a complaint to the FCC. Oh, man. So they were going to fine Casey, you know, like ten grand or something, and so they had to be really heavy-handed. So the U-Man was not sure if he was even going to keep his job. Uh -huh. So he was on. He was walking on eggshells, but 
by once we got uh, stumped the staff going, you man was on board. And by Friday, everything was rocking. And we were like, we got this job nailed, man. <laughs> we got the you man, Carl the intern. And then, no. <sighs> and when we were on the plane flying back to Phoenix, uh, <laughs> Zip's like, hey, we didn't get paid. Uh, it was like, what? oh my God, we didn't get paid. You're right. Because we just found out we weren't getting the job. And we are like, we couldn't believe it. We were just shocked. We're we like, what week's... did they want us to do? What could we have done? Man, this guy's radio career is shot. They got a week's worth of work out of you and they didn't pay you? No, they didn't. Wow. I think they were so focused on whether we were going to get the job or not. And they just decided, I think the sales staff, we'd gone a little too far a couple times. And you, man, <laughs> was already in trouble for this other thing. And so they were like, yeah. so, you, man, still there. You, yeah. After 45 years. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I didn't know that. I, you, you said the other dude was there. You said... Uh, Carl the intern? Yeah, Carl the intern was there. Um, yeah, Correct your correction. man is still there. So uh, anyway, Smash, uh, Adam Smasher was the guy at DC 101 I mentioned earlier. And his son is... is it, what's his son's oh, name? What's his first name? Um, Not Ash. He's Asher Ben Ruby, and his son is... He was the, the big guy in Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yes, and he was on ER, too. His last name is Ben Ruby. It's not Asher, though. It's, it's, damn it. Oh, I got him. I had it all before. I just spaced it out. I got all the cast right here, but I don't know their names. Ben Ruby is his last name. Ben Abraham. Abra that's him. Abe. Yeah, Abraham and ben I think, Ruby. I think he was a, funny on that show. I think a lot of people watched Parker Lewis Can't Lose. That was wasn't that popular for like a minute. That's his son. That guy's fifty three years old. Was that a kid? Like <laughs> it was nineteen ninety one. Is that a show for kids? Because I used to watch. I was like ten, ten to twelve. Maybe my dad watched. Yeah, it, it. was a youth show. It was okay. Fox had a lot of young shows at that time. But uh, anyway, so Smash before things fell apart at Casey, uh, he was. Big at the DC 101. He was huge there, and he got the MT got an MTV job for Headbangers Ball. So he's hosting, and this, he's the guy that has to be so cool that he can even stay in a room with Guns and Roses. Oh, he's so cool at the beginning. So is that is queued up the beginning? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Indeed. There's smash. Some, this would look like a mess. To others, it would be a thing of oh, beauty. Oh, this is the end, isn't it? Yeah. Guns Wait, and isn't roses. this the end? Not only can they this is how it stage, starts. Sorry. Okay. They can do some interior decorating, buddy. I look around me and I say, my God, what carnage. He might have started However, the show this what way. Beauty. The only casualty, <laughs> the doll that Joan Jett left here in disgust at one time. It's 1987. My God, you poor thing. <laughs> Kiss ACDC, white Just snake. Hey, we got great white. We got, we got great white. Lady Red Light. Couldn't they edit that? Come on. Headbanging. Okay, on to the videos. And then, uh, is there another break worth watching, or should we just go to GNR? Um, no, I think I, I wanted, I swear there was an intro, but it might be after this little group of videos where he's a fake, he's playing air, no, not yeah, air yeah, guitar, he's got the... There's a couple breaks where he's playing, one where he's playing the guitar. Yeah, he's, so they probably, they play a, a, a few videos here, so go like... Go like five or six minutes in. I was rocking out to all the videos. <laughs> I was rocking out to the commercials. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was I was watching all of them. I couldn't couldn't stop watching. Everybody had that hair back then too. That oh, yeah. high fluffy this website sucks. Teased you, know, you know what else is funny is what they call headbanging men is right? really mainstream classic rock now. Yeah. I mean I was like, thinking more Pantera. But it wasn't around then. It was nineteen eighty seven, yeah. right? 
So it was like Twisted Sister and Dokken. GNR Dokken. Got the whole Dio. lineup here. Def Lep, Dokken, Judas Priest, Motley Crue, Dio, Ozzy, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, Lizzie. Lizzie Borden. Scorps, Great White, Cinderella, Kiss, ACDC, Whitesnake, Warlock, Halloween, Lion, Grim Reaper, Keel, and White Lion. I didn't think of. Uh, I never thought of Def Leppard as being headbanging. No, no not I mean, at they're all. They're pretty poppy sound. I mean, they're good. They're oh, great. They can, they can run poppy, but they can also kind they of could rock. rock out too. They could turn it up. Oh, I see. There's a part one and a part two. There, because there are Def Leppard songs that run on NIC. So NIC plays Def. So, I mean, what? some of their lighter pop songs translate. To, I really? Think. I thought like so. What? I don't know. Pour some sugar on me. No, no. Some of those, um, you know, ballads? ballad songs. I didn't know they had ballads. Couple of nine thirty Eastern. Is that Smash? It contains for a dollar. Oh, this is a commercial. This has commercials and everything. Oh yeah, you know the commercials. Everything's in here. It's the whole hour of Headbangers. Oh, there might ball. be a good. Com- oh, this one played a couple times. Cody Wild Musk and Musk from Men. <laughs> Are you playing this, Jim? No, Brandon is. It's on the TV. Now. Oh, it's on the TV now. Yeah. Well, how come you can't put it on here, Brandon? I don't control the video. Who's controlling the video? Jim Bentley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> this doesn't look like the same video I watched. Well, it's the one you sent me. <laughs> I have the Guns N' Roses thing queued up. I mean, that interview's famous. Okay, here's Smash. Smash with GNR. And the, the studio is not torn up. The studio is back together again. Oh, okay. And you're going to see how it gets torn up. Smash right here in the middle of the head, banging ball. Uh-huh. <laughs> and with us, one of the groups. They say the Stones to the 60s were the kings of their genre. They say Aerosmith in the how 70s was the same they thing. They say in hat, the late Axel's hat is over his eyes completely. It is these boys right here, guns <laughs> Slash's and eyes are also invisible. Los Angeles. These guys come from all over the place. Which, uh, you guys are going back and forth on these cameras here. Right here we got Stevie. We got <laughs> Duff right over here. Steven we got Adler. my man Slash right over Steve here. Steve. What I call him Stevie? Axel Rose, a period after W, if you would, please. <laughs> now, here's what the story is, fellas. They say you guys are cocky. They say you're insolent. They say, honestly speaking, you we're guys so are uh, a bunch of uh, They have a lot wackos. of energy. Wackos. Now, now, how you guys feel about that? Uh, that's the image you guys have got as far as the Christian is you're like elbowing each other. We don't take any garbage off anybody, that's all. Uh-huh. It's simple. And a lot of people think that's problems. That oh, is really? cool, man. Well, now, let me ask you this, man. A lot of people are saying that you guys are blowing away the headlining act, and a lot of bands what? don't want to head, uh, don't want you guys on the uh, tour with them. How'd this Motley Cruz thing come along? This Motley Cruz thing. Oh, we're going out with them. In yeah. A few days, uh, what, about a Trying week? To get well, actually, we're finding out that um, a lot of the bands actually er, Pre-clickbait, clickbait. Listen to the record and stuff. We're getting calls <laughs> from a lot of major bands, you know, that really like the record. Uh-huh. You know, but when you when they've yes, already he's got, got his Marlboro Reds. Yeah, you know, I just, you have to wait till there's I thought somebody would light up a smoke here, for sure. They didn't. The tours were like doing a little bit with this band, a little bit with this band, rather than doing like a whole year with one act. Well, uh, I read somewhere where you guys have a... uh, a situation where you don't necessarily like certain acts. Let me throw out some names. Aerosmith, how you guys feel about that? No, it's not, I mean, it's not even getting to that point. I mean, it's it's Izzy. 
what you the question you ask about you know like the bands is how do they feel it's like with crew you know they probably don't care i mean yeah. what is he laughing about because he keeps flipping yeah. off the camera oh okay he keeps pretending to scratch his cheek with his middle finger okay so they're being really affected too always conflicting schedules welcome to the jungle is the first release off of this new album we're going to take a look at this clip what kind of jungle we talking about here fellas talking about the concrete the streets the city and um Basically, what? Why is being Smash sitting in like a dentist chair? Yeah. To like watch his chair. Everything else of the city, what it can do to you and how it can affect you. Do you guys have a little problem getting this thing uh, on TV? Yeah, I think Seems so. Seems to have taken a little while, yeah. Now that you mention that. Yeah, and there's a few right. changes been problem. made to this video. Yeah. We, we bought actual news footage from that had been shown on television from NBC and CBS. Actually, it's going to be really artsy-fartsy here. Watch. A lot of that out. Yeah, it's yeah. out well, Let's see what the end result <laughs> is. Guns and Roses right here on MTV. <laughs> Gentlemen, together on the count of four, let's rock. Here One, two, three, four. Let's rock. Oh! <laughs> no! Oh! Look at that. Oh, what a <laughs> oh my God, rewind it. MTV. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! Right here Not one on of them. MTV. Oh, Gentlemen, is that a snub? Together on the count of four, let's Amber. rock. One, two, three, four. Let's rock. Not one. And that would have been so cool if they'd all said let's rock at the same time. No one was even close to saying anything. In the world is this. It would have been so stupid. Although the ending is even dumber. But I got to ask the inner sleeve, man. What kind of picture? Well, what is this picture all about here? Postcard. Highly satanic. That's a postcard. That's a picture. I understand that this was banned by the record company. Yeah. No, it wasn't banned by the record company. It was banned by a lot of stores. The record company was actually pretty much into it. It was banned by Warner Brothers. They wouldn't. Um, they wouldn't. That's the record the company actually. That way. So we had to get. We had to hire an independent artist. Did you hear to Adler bang the thing down? It's a Robert Williams painting. <laughs> right. He does a lot of shows um, here in New York and yeah. in L.A. and all over the world. And he's, it's more of an like an underground comic. They couldn't get a bigger couch. Now. That's like that painting. Production like value is really bad. Well, they added the hiss in there. It sounds cool. Said, the painting's worth like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> when I, you know, on your on your album notes, I, I, I wrote here that it says special thanks to all the teachers, preachers, cops, and elders who never believed. The meaning therein, gentlemen, just just people that didn't believe in what you know. Yeah. So you are holding one finger very, very high in front of their faces. Yeah, it? when you were, yeah when you were a kid, you know, going, well, listen to this music. No, you'll never. Nobody believed in me. Will you wait and see? Well, I tell you what, you guys got a good reputation out there on the road, man. I know it was uh, rough the first night out there at the Marquee in England. Smash yourself on the road, man. Kicking man. ass right now. Oh, yeah. All the been well, you know, I, I also hear that... that, that Went from the Marquee to the Odeon, man. Yeah. But you guys are kicking ass now, man. I mean, all over the place. He just played at the Ritz last night. No, uh, no, no, no. It was last night because yeah, it was Saturday. Night. Where's your head at? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pause. <laughs> oh, pre-recorded. Um, yeah, it was pre-recorded, and I think they were told that we're going to reference that you played the Ritz last night. And, right. And Slash forgot. <laughs> and Smash <laughs> called him out. I love that he calls him out, too. Like, nowadays, all this shit would be edited and no, tightened yeah, the, up. Even the ca camera work is really bad. Like, it's they terrible. keep zooming in on people who aren't talking. It's like our YouTube page. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like Jim said, Smash, not Slash. Smash is sitting in a dentist chair in the right? foreground it's, it's, too i think they They're think it's of... cool to have a dentist chair. they're trying to have a really artsy looking scene yeah but it's and terrible it's how, cluttered is that it's, a... it's no well you'll see why at the end okay why how old is man how old is slash in 1987 oh um probably late 20s is he that no old? not late 20s. early 20s yeah 
I'm guessing he's. He looks like he's. I'm guessing he's 23 19. or something. There was, there was a way to look at him. He's born in '65. <laughs> okay, so he's 22. Yeah. And he keeps flipping the bird, like trying to get the bird in the picture. Like, I got the bird on the screen a bunch of times, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so young and stupid, but they know to rock. They, right, they but, rock. They have great songs, but you know they're still twenty-two. But the camera—I mean, the the camera people can't zoom in on on just Axel when he's talking. They have to have three of them, like it's a. Well, they're so close together. Three right? shots. Yeah, yeah. And Stephen Adler, who is so skinny. Is is that another dentist chair he's sitting in? No, no, no. It's the other chairs seat. are from a vehicle. So the the two the two uh, Duff and Adler are sitting in like the front seat of a vehicle that have been okay. taken out of a car. And then Axel, Izzy, and Slash are sitting on like the back seat. And uh, Adler is playing with a hubcap yeah, for most of this. And, and <laughs> I didn't really understand any of this. They have a bunch of car parts in there because you'll see at the end what's going to happen. Okay. But um, nice tease. What I thought was interesting is that Izzy is sitting next to Axel, and Izzy is really the only one besides Axel who answers questions. And um, what I've learned in my reading about Guns N' Roses is that once Izzy left the band, the songwriting really slowed down because oh. Izzy had a lot to do with most of the early songwriting huh. and was kind of... I mean, maybe he was as much, if not more, Axel's guy than Slash at that point. Oh. Yeah. But when once Izzy's out of the band, if you look at the production, it just really, really slows down. Hmm. Because, you know, the spaghetti incident in 93, and then, um, sure was there anything it. before the Chinese democracy? No, that, that, was, uh, that was the years? story, yeah. 13 yeah. or 14 years between. So I can't understand. Izzy acts like I just can't work with this guy. I think when... He's been offered the opportunity to go back and do a show or two, like sort of to honor Izzy or to bring the guys all together at once, because Adler's been in a couple shows. But I think what they do is they go, hey, Izzy, we'll give you like, uh, we'll give you a grand to do a show. And he's like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Rightly so. And he has been sober for a long time. And I think he was. So is Adler, um, right? Yeah, Adler is allegedly. And Slash. <laughs> he was sober for Adler's appetite. <laughs> yes, uh, Slash is too. Or for ten, slash is 10 years too. or more, I think he said. I, I don't know. I read his book probably about 10 years ago, and he had just gotten sober. And that was a weird story. He was addicted to heroin. And so he did, he drank alcohol and did coke nonstop to get him through like two days. <laughs> so he. Instead of withdrawing, he was drunk as shit and high as shit oh, that's on plan. other substances. I know I know. a lot of people have probably done uh, the same thing. I don't think you'd feel very good. No. Uh, that's just my guess. Well, yeah, every, I, every time you start feeling bad, you do one or the other, blow or or booze. I think the, I think the cocaine... Not that I know. The cocaine about. haze may have made it a little more bearable. He was also at his, I think he was at his girlfriend's mother's house when he was doing <laughs> oh, this. That sounds awful. I know. Okay, so anyway, go ahead. Oh, well, here's what I got to ask, because I understand it. When you guys go, you are very well known. Okay, it's going to clean up in a second. You guys, I understand it, are very well known for your uh, interior decorating capabilities, along with great rock and roll. 50 degrees. And as I understand, uh, you guys have redecorated many of the hotel room, and I look at this beautiful... We break with them all the time. Gentlemen, uh, if I gave you 30 seconds, do you think that... uh we got some dates coming up? Go to some hotels that we're going to be visiting. What motels? Slash pulls out a little piece of paper. 
our it's our hotel tour. See, yeah. yes. anyhow, we're playing October 23rd at the Ritz. Tomorrow night, uh, okay. 25th, the 25th in Poughkeepsie, October 20th, oh, oh, I see, I get it. Okay. Okay. October 26th in Providence, <laughs> right. October 27th in Boston, and October 29th in Lamar's in, in Brooklyn. Okay. Slash uh, doesn't care about when it's Appetite aired. for destruction. No problem, if Appetite for Destruction is any indication, you guys are going to destroy a whole lot. It's a rock and roll. Good luck to you. And I'm going to ask you guys now. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to redecorate this room. On your mark, set, go. Oh, my God. Oh, oh shit. Here is redecoration unlike any I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, ripping it's starting to look apart. a little more like home. These boys have such a touch. They have such a beautiful artistry about them. Oh, I Yeah, they just brought a bunch of old life. shit in the room. Watch this. Watch this smash right here. Unbelievable. <laughs> Fake. <laughs> that was fake. So fake. I know. Wow. So it was really dumb. <laughs> Man. That was almost as dumb as let's rock in four. One, two, three, four. Let's rock. <laughs> hey, where are you guys? <laughs> oh my god, was that painful? Why was it why is that a top fifty? I have no idea. Because again, it it was It's Guns N' Roses' first national interview. I guess that's why, because the, the interview was like Bad. You guys are known for doing some interior decorating. Oh, no. So, it was so weird. <laughs> no. But, you know, at that time, people were like, that smash is really cool. He's a great interviewer, man. <laughs> and, and I remember them. It's really relatable. Going around to different markets and, and saying, okay, we need to get a TV show with a radio person to host. Have they ever, did they ever do that? For MTV? In different oh, to do different towns. Like, yeah, yeah, to, to, to recreate to a... Headbangers Ball locally. Okay, they, were... they did a. They had a local music video show in Boston, <laughs> and before I, before Bob Rivers left and Bob was working with Zip, Bob and Zip had a music video show on V66 in Boston. I think really? there's a documentary about V66, too. Really? Yeah. Wow. Somebody told me that. And, uh, and it was kind of a big deal, well. because they had... Uh, I think Mark Parento was on there from BCN, from really? WBCN, and Ken Shelton, and Bob and Zip, and they had a couple ZLX, WZLX people, and so you could see your favorite radio personalities and watch, like, local music videos. No. It would be really heavy on Aerosmith and Cars, with a little Fahrenheit thrown <laughs> in, and, uh, you know, some of the local bands. So, of course, the whole local music community was really into it, mm. and... Uh, when he mentioned Aerosmith in that thing, it reminded me that when I got to Boston in 87, Aerosmith had just come back and AF was playing Dude Looks Like a Lady, which was the first track off that record when Joe Perry came back mm -hmm. and they're all sober. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that was a giant song. But they were, I mean, they were left You're for not dead. not all sober on us, are you? I mean, I don't think they'd played a new Aerosmith track in five years at that point. Yeah. So it was their big comeback. Right. Really? Uh, what did 87 is? In his Aerosmith van. Exactly. Wasn't that Dude Looks Like a Lady? Wasn't that about Vince Vince Neil? Is that what it was about? Yeah, I want to say that Steven Tyler thought it, she was hot, and then he got close, and it was Vince Neil. <laughs> so he wrote a song called Dude Looks Like a Lady, and it became a mega hit, especially when Mrs. Doubtfire used it in Robin Williams when he was dressing oh. up like a lady. <laughs> Which was wow. so transphobic. I can't believe that uh, Robin Williams did that. How did I not know that? 
That was so transphobic. That was terrible. What is that could not be made today? Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, and Motley Crue all hating each other, hating on each other. Even Smash know. brought it up. I know Smash is really trying to push the matter. <laughs> uh, oh, just man. appalled that Neil, um, Vince Neil, could ever be hot enough for Steven Tyler to go. Ew. Hey, especially hey. seeing him now. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, dude. Looks like a lady. track reached number fourteen in the Billboard Hot 100, 41 in the Hot Dance Club play, and number what? four in the mainstream rock charts. Twenty-two on the Canadian singles charts, forty-five on the UK singles charts. Let's see, Origins started out as cruising for a lady. Talks about a man. With an effeminate appearance who's mistaken for a woman, obviously. Yeah, they don't... Oh, yeah, Vince, here he does. Tyler came up with the idea of the song, Little Bar, mistaking Vince Neal for a woman. Oh I God. never knew that. Oh, that's awesome. Tyler's bandmates made fun of him, joking how the dude looked like a lady. <laughs> Motley Crue, Nikki Six in the book, The Heroin Diary, stated the song was inspired by Neal. Joe Perry came up with a chorus riff. Tyler came up with a chorus refrain. Tyler originally sang Cruising for the Ladies, but... Child lambasted the idea, saying that I don't think Van Halen will put that on a B side of their worst record. (laughs) (laughs) Cruising for the ladies, that is stupid. Um, The band thought that dude looks like a lady. They feared the latter would offend the gay community, but... Desmond Child. Do you Desmond think they Child? really worried about that back then? That seems really well, They didn't worry about a lot of things they should have. Child told them that, I'm gay, it's not offensive, it's great. No, he said, I'm gay, it's not offensive, it's great. <laughs> that's, that's the bad to use those lyrics. It's fine because I'm gay. Despite the song's mainstream success, dude looks like a lot of but accused of being transphobic with its lyrics and music, videos, offensive insinuations about trans women. Was that really the case, but I don't believe it? I don't believe in 87 they care no. about that. Nope. Child said about the song, I talked to Errol Smith the whole scenario of a guy that walks into a strip joint and falls in love with a stripper on stage, goes backstage, and find out Talk. it's a guy. Child confirmed the song was about a man who just walks to the bar and sees this gorgeous blood on stage. I just Jim looks like a lady. Oh. <laughs> Hawk, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, what did you do to Hawk? I didn't do shit to Hawk. He's dead. <laughs> but I'm going to fuck Definitely got on the wrong uh, side of Hawk, somewhere in there. Uh, we were talking about music. Remind me, I was getting. Uh, every time we talk about Journey, I am amazed. Well, I'm really not amazed anymore. But Journey is so huge, and you know, I look them up on Spotify, and of course, Don't Stop Believing has like two billion views. It's one of the most. It's one of the most or streams. It's one of the most streamed songs in the world, like top five all time. Was that the one on Sopranos? Too? Yeah. Yes. Do you think that did it really jump up yes. after that? I believe it that did. helped yeah. it, but you know, it was it was in a, it was been in referenced in a lot of different things, but that was really big. Um, but I think it was a big song before that. But anyway, yeah. so we were talking about oh Sherry yesterday. Every time we talk about Journey, I swear I'm amazed how many people will either be pissed that we're ragging on Journey. Or they just love Journey and they want to they want to reference something about Journey. So oh, that was one of the first YouTube videos we put out years and years ago, and we got <laughs> we got in a lot of trouble Steve from Perry Steve Perry one? fans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's still up there. Yeah. It's on the YouTube channel. Right, yeah. it's subscribe, like our second please. Or third video. <laughs> please subscribe. So you were jamming to Oh Sherry. I heard it. I kind of in the pre-show jam. I used yeah, to, I used no. to like Oh Sherry. I love the I love that the part when he goes. 
We should have been gone. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's kind of acapella. But uh, anyway, um, somebody sent me. What's the name of this song? Okay. I did not think Steve Perry had any solo songs other than Oh Sherry. I really was didn't. It, was there I didn't one know. other one? There's a couple, actually. That's what uh, two people wanted to object to. So I actually listened. Foolish Heart, I remembered. Okay. That was a hit. And then, what's the other one? It's not a bad song. Actually, I listened to it because this guy said, this was a hit. And if, if it had been a Journey song, it would have been a big hit. And I actually agree with him. Okay, you better, you better wait. Brandon, find You Better Wait. Um, Are we going to know this song, you think? You better wait. I don't know if you'll know it, but I just, I agree with him. This would have been a, this sounds like a made-to-order Journey song, and Steve Perry sounds like he's singing a Journey song. I'm surprised it was not a bigger song. Okay, go like 50 seconds in. It's got a no Sherry beginning. I don't know what he is with this, these slow beginnings. Ugh. Sounds like the Beatles because. Does it sound like a journey? Well, okay, just wait. It was a. Uh, it was number one in Canada. <laughs> cool. It was seventeen in the U.S. I don't remember it at all. This is probably early 80, 84, 85? No, ninety four. Oh, ninety four. That's why I'm convinced it wasn't a bigger hit. Was because Journey was kind of not so cool around then. No. Well, where do you hear the hook? That would have been in my my wheelhouse time of first listening to music. I don't. Funny, I don't know if I hated O'Sherry right when it came out. And I should have been gone. No, I loved it. I, I used to hear it all <laughs> the time. I used to really like that song. Really? But I was probably like eight. Hawks? <laughs> no comment on that? Oh, fuck you, Hawks. Just giving Hawk ammo. <laughs> fuck you up. Hold on, the hook's so, coming up, right? So processed. Yeah. Okay, the hook's coming in about 10 seconds. Tell me this does not sound like a journey hook. It is gay. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> journey? Sound like Journey? Yeah. It sounds like Journey's lead singer, Steve Perry. <laughs> Didn't suck. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it doesn't have the Neil Sean signature solo, but Mr. I just thought it sounded like a Journey song. I mean, do you like his voice at all? I know a well, lot. He's of got people, an incredible voice. He has a great voice. I'm not a fan of it, but well, I wasn't. I'm not a Journey fan, so. Right. But I, I have to acknowledge he has a fantastic voice. Yeah. And I guess he can't really hit those notes, but um, Ardell. When I started digging into Ardell, yeah, Arnell, <laughs> Arnell, Ardell. <laughs> Arnell. What's his name? Arnell. Yeah, they found him on YouTube, didn't they? Yeah. He was doing karaoke. Doing perfect singing Steve Singing perfect Perry. Steve yeah, Perry. Yeah, that, that really is the perfect way to choose a new singer for Journey, too, on YouTube. It oh, was. Ardell, You're right. Ardell is from uh, the... Oh, from Brian Pete. Yeah, the Nova Express Times. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, how do I know Ardell? Where is that from? So anyway, this guy sent me the story, first of all, about Steve Perry, his greatest hits to educate me on Steve Perry's solo career. And I actually read it because I, I love listening to music. And, and then he sent me this other story. And it was a promoter talking about the dream tours, like what would be the biggest tours you could possibly put together. And he said, 
If Steve Perry would join Journey, that would be the biggest tour. It would. It'd be huge. It'd be massive. It, no, it'd be massive. I agree. Trudy just made the worst face. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he. I, I wouldn't go. I I'm just saying. I, I agree. It would be. It would be a giant tour. I don't it could be a lot money. of seventy-four-year-olds that can't make it. No, because the biggest tour is happening already. The ACDC, Metallica, Ozzy, Guns N' Roses. Is that a tour? Well, no, it's just a show. No, it's one. Sh- yeah, it's a festival. festival. Yeah, I mean. Well, I don't know what the journey commensurate festival would be. I don't even want to think about it. But uh, it would be, in fact, I'm Soft trying to fest. what the other big combinations, actually Talking Heads was mentioned, if they could get Talking Heads all together. Said that would be, not with Journey. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. No, just, they were talking about what would be the biggest possible tours you could put together if uh, you could put Oasis. them together. Oasis. Oasis yeah. was mentioned. Oasis, which surprised me because Oasis... I always figure they're not going to do as well over here. Oasis and Blur together. That'd be cool. Because they hated each other. Oh. Um, by the way, the uh, Gorillas were on Kimmel last night. They were the musical really? with Damon. Oh, really? Damon Albarn has the best voice. He has an underrated voice. I agree. Really He's good. And uh, they've got a new album, obviously. And uh, Beck was singing with them for some reason. I don't Is Beck weird. on the album? Gorillas always has. They have a lot of... A lot of yeah. uh, other Collabs. artists. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Stevie Nicks is on that one song I really like on that new album. Steamy Stevie Nicks? Nicks sings a song. <laughs> Stevie <Yeah>. Nicks. <laughs> but um, what I did not know for the longest time was that the gorillas are bigger than Blur. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. much bigger. I thought. I just thought Blur was so More big. More commercial in the, success. In the at Brit least pop. in the U.S. Well, in the Britpop period, Blur was so big. I just figured, you know. It would be comparable, but it's really not. Well, he transcended it and then brought it into, you know, the 90s and and still going on. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Now, did Blur finish their, they did their reunion? I know they did some reunion shows. And they they were, this was a many. big deal. They sold them out like that. God, I would love but to I, see that. Yeah, I'm sure there's, there's got to be video. Or has that happened yet? Um, I, I just read the story about it was the bass player who was kind of like... Um, yeah, they have a lot to do once uh, the gorillas got going. Is it Graham Coxon? June? No, 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 no. It wasn't. July eighth, they're doing a one-off show at, at Wembley. Oh. I think it's a two-off now. It, doesn't it look like I it's think. it's all overseas, all in Europe? Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. there. Yeah, come on, but, bummer. Yeah, the um, the bass player, not Graham Coxon. The not Grand Copson, not Grand Copson, <laughs> not Albarn, not the drummer guy, whatever he is, he was he not having a whole lot to do, and he was pretty pumped about the Alex James. song. Yes, so Alex James. It was, in, it was in the Telegraph, had a big story about it. It was interesting. He said, he's had a lot of ups and downs since uh, Blur blew up. But Blur was together for a long time. I mean, they were together in the, weren't they together in the early 2000s? Mm, that's right around the time so. gorillas i think uh, late 90s at least i am pretty sure they they had i mean they were a pretty tight unit they had a hiatus in 04 through 08 in 2016 through 2022 oh they did stuff from 2016 to blurred it yeah so basically they were together from 88 to 2004 and then 2009 to 2015 and now they're currently back together and gorillas first album was 01 they're back together Oh, for this. It was just the one well, show. for the one-off show. Well, I want to see them. Yeah, that ought to be. These What's, things should all just Europe. be. They should all be on Netflix or something. You know, they're doing more live events there. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right, everybody have a great weekend, and I do need to remind you that the uh, spring buying season is happening now. Inventory on the rise. Rates have leveled off. Are they really leveling off? 
Yeah, yeah, they have. They've stayed pretty, pretty level around high fives. So if you are in the mood to buy or you're looking for a place, the first call to make is to Hall Financial. they got a lot of great programs now and save you money. And they have just announced the 1% down program with up to $4,000 in forgivable down payment assistance for qualified buyers. If you're thinking about renovations for spring or summer or second home up north, take advantage of the equity in your house now. Go to the website, click the link for Hall Financial and get started for the above and beyond five-star service that our listeners do receive from Hall Financial or call 866-CALL-HALL and make sure to tell them we sent you and ask for Bentley if you want. And I, I get a lot of those calls anyways. I just happen to answer. Oh, really? Oh, Bentley! Is that you? I know. It seems like you do somehow. What if Hawk calls one day? <laughs> no, he better not. He's dead, but he still wants to refund him through the Hawk's fucking gonna call phone. and ask for somebody else. He's going to start ratting you out on stuff. <laughs> Your mom's gyrating. Oh, my mom does not gyrate. <laughs> and I do want to know Hawk who said. the who is the oldest person on their parents' phone plan, <laughs> either your child or or you are the child, whichever way. And thanks to Breeze Nasal Park for hosting Ghost Budsters on 420. As uh, everybody seemed to have a lot of fun, by the way, there's some polls out today. 53% openly use marijuana and find it socially acceptable. And uh, 53? Yeah, and if a friend or family member used marijuana, 67% said their opinion would not change at all. So, cool. Moving nice. forward. Finally. Have a good weekend and see ya. Fuck you, Hawk. I'm going to bang Bentley's mom later this weekend. I can't believe how much my dick will barf.